Go ahead. Episode 31 of Iconoclast. Welcome. This one is very special because this is our final episode of our big phase. This is the season one finale for us. Yes, we've decided arbitrarily. <laughs> Not arbitrarily. It was based off of our preparedness <laughs> on what we're trying to do here. You're right. I mean, we've been ready. We've been. Re- <laughs> oh no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> we've been ready to end the season for like. <laughs> it's, a, it's an event, bro. <laughs> we were ready to end this season for like a month and a half, and really all it's boiled down to is I just hadn't got around to making the logos for the most part. This is our new logo right here. How you like this? Me. Where's it at? Right here? It's, it's right in, in front my of you. I'm holding it. <laughs> we got a cool new like 80s style logo. It's badass. Uh, you know, repping. Um, yeah. My name is Kyle, aka Keezy. You know, that's my name with my friend. I'm Shinji Mikami. I don't even know how to repronounce that. So Shinji Mikami. Shinji Mikami. Yeah. Okay. He's the guy that created Resident Evil. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for That's an explanation my guy. there. That's my guy. <laughs> he brought me. Uh, like he's not obviously the only one, but like he's like the main figurehead of who did that. So, I got yeah. you. He's awesome. We both got our new headphones. Yeah. We both got uh, different hats. <laughs> I intentionally wore these colors today for a reason. Did you? What for? Because I'm going to vote today. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Who are you voting? patriotic. Who are you voting for? Danny fucking O'Connor. Who's that? Fuck Troy Balderson over here. I mean, you could, like, nothing against Troy Balderson. You could vote for him if you want the world to end, but, like, Mm. I don't. So, Danny O'Connor. Hey. I should go vote. You You should go vote. You should absolutely go vote. What what's the what's voting for today? What's uh, it? It's a member of Congress that is historically always 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 been like uh, a shoo-in Republican. Okay, but because there's so much backlash against Donald Trump right now, there is a really good chance Danny O'Connor, the Democrat, is going to win. Okay, which gives Democrat another House or another seat in Congress, which goes a long way towards like um, not letting like Republicans run everything in the world. Yeah. Like even even if even if you're not a Democrat. Yeah. Even if you don't believe in democratic policies, you have to believe in checks and balances and sure. having a fucking maniac president with uh Congress behind him completely is dangerous. So it's really important that we get Danny O'Connor in there, even if it's just as checks and balances of that maniacal fucking monster that we call our president. Yeah, like I don't like doing the Democrat Republican thing, but I feel like I almost have to go in and just vote all Democrat just in hopes just that we to get, balance it. Yeah, just to get fucking Donald Trump's dumbass policies out of uh, out of the system, right? Well, I mean, people will tell you about how evil Barack Obama was, except for Barack Obama had a Republican Congress. Yeah. So he had checks and balances. Okay. He couldn't just do whatever he wanted. Donald Trump has a Republican Congress. So like they're just doing whatever the fuck they want now. Hmm. And that's why we're about to have some serious fucking world problems. No, I'll go, I'll go take a minute to go vote then today. Sometime. I'm going to vote today. I'm voting for Danny O'Connor and I think you should too. All right. That's what's up. Well, let's do it. I encourage everybody to vote, but today's a Danny O'Connor day. Hey. Good clash. Last clash of season one. That was it. And in honor of me going to vote, I chose the you're fired mug. <laughs> yeah. And I got this fancy new Captain Marvel mug uh, from GameStop for like two bucks the other got day. Wild ass handle on it. Yeah, I know. I've I've spilled it like three times just due to the handle being kind of wacky. Yeah. Like I went to grab it and like you can only fit one finger in it. Yeah, that's so. weird. 
Anyways, Captain Marvel may not be relevant right now, All right. but just you wait till next year. Just you wait. You just shut the fuck up. Now. Okay, what's up? Because we've got a very, very active show planned today. Well, I have a very active show planned today, <laughs> but we're going to start off with something special. Okay. Because not only is this our final episode of season one, but we've got something special happening today. Okay. We're celebrating his birthday. Ah! It was a few days ago, but <laughs> yeah. I almost I almost told you happy birthday on Facebook, and I was like, no, I'm going to save it for a show. Oh, well, we thanks, buddy. Like, I have a special place to wish you a happy birthday. I appreciate that. So, today is his birthday episode, <laughs> and I know it's getting overshadowed with this being the final season or whatever, but fuck that shit. It's still his birthday, and we're going to celebrate. Well, I appreciate God that. God damn it. I turned 34 on Saturday. So, he turned 84 on Saturday, <laughs> and to start this off, I already gave him a gift. Yes. But... I have something I want to loan him because he just got his PlayStation 4 for uh, uh, his birthday. I did. So I brought three of what I believe to be not just the best PlayStation 4, just the best games of this console generation. Okay. And I'm going to loan them to him so that he has some glorious things to uh, play. So okay. I'm going to reach over here and grab these. All right. <laughs> Let's see. All right. First and foremost, we've got... Prey. Oh shit! Hell yeah! This is multi-platform, but he hasn't played it, so he's gonna borrow my copy. All right, this is a fucking amazing game. This is a fucking gem. You're welcome. Thank All you. All right, Walker. I definitely am looking forward to trying that bitch out. Great fucking game, and the DLC is free. The Moon Crash Landing that came out, I haven't even played that. Hell yeah! Um, so there's that. Yeah, that looks fucking dope. Our second one, I know you're gonna struggle with this. Ooh. But it's Resident Evil Seven, and you gotta play that <laughs> shit. You gotta play that shit. You should. Uh. You should like stream it. Is this um, this is seven? That's seven. oh yeah. See, it has the the V I I and the evil. That's pretty yeah trendy. That okay. game is fucking great. It's one of the scariest games I've ever played in my life. Yeah, I don't know if I but can handle it's it. It's not very long. Like the first time I played it, I beat it in under ten hours, and the second time I played it, I beat it under two and a half. Oh wow! So okay, boom. I mean, the second time was a speed run. I mean, I'll I'll give it a shot. You got to fucking play it. It's fucking great. Bro. I'll try it. All it's right. gonna fuck. You I don't up, have though. to play the other Resident Evils to play this, do I? No, it's kind of like almost like a reboot. Okay, like it's not a reboot. It's still in the story, but like it's kind of like a reboot. What's it called? Is it? I know it says Biohazard, but is it called just Biohazard Seven in Japan? Well, I mean, the Resident there is no Resident Evil in Japan. Yeah, I know. It's the, that's the name. So of I don't it. know if that's just like a subtitle in America. I don't know. Yeah. The details okay. Of that. Cool. Turning to the specific game. Well, thanks. But yes, it is Biohazard. All right, I'll try it. This is a fucking great game. The all three of these games are great. And finally, the last one is Horizon Ooh, Zero Dawn. Fuck yeah! This is another fucking amazing game. He's already been playing uh, God of War, so yeah. I have to load him that. And we're gonna talk about that, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. But this is very God of War like. So if okay. you like God of War, this is very similar. Okay. I almost want to say I like this one better. Really? Than God of War? Oh, oh shit! I don't, I don't that. know that I like it better. There's things about it I like better, but they're very similar games. Okay. Um, and they, I, I don't even know what I like better, but they're two of the best games I've ever played in my life. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm looking forward to trying this bitch out for sure. I mean, out of the three here, I think I'm most, I don't know much about Horizon Zero Dawn, but that's the first one I want to play out of, of these three. Okay. But, um, Prey really piques my interest too. Just you're really gonna about. like Prey, but um, I promise you, you will like. Prey. I hope I like Resident Evil. I mean, I guarantee you, Prey, <laughs> you will play the first hour of it and it will hook you. Okay, good. Um, Horizon is just a fucking achievement of fucking mankind. Resident Evil Seven is, it's another one of those that could hook you right away, but it may scare the shit out of you too. Yeah. So like, it may. <laughs> 
kind of turn you off because you'd be so fucking scared. But I think it would be really cool if you just streamed that whole game. Okay. Like, I know you don't have a camera for your PS, hmm. for your PlayStation and shit. But I'll see if I can hook it into the computer uh, somehow. I'll work that out. That that would be a really fun one to watch you play. <laughs> like I said, it's not super long, so I know it's nerve-wracking, but like my first play was under 10 hours. Yeah. All right. We'll see. That means it'll be like 25 for me because uh, it's fucking I'll be great, so scared. Bro. It's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to trying all that stuff. Um, my buddy Sean came over because I didn't have any. I got the PS4 last week. And I didn't have any games. Um, so I signed up for like PS Plus to get like a couple free games. And then um, Sean came over. They have a Dead by Daylight coming up this month on PS Plus, which a buddy of mine plays all the time. Really? Um, I have it on PC. I've played it a little bit, but never really played it okay. much. So I'm going to get in and play that a little bit. If oh, you want to get that with the PS Plus, it'll definitely. be free and we can play it. I did download also um, H1Z1. Yeah, I know you talked about playing that, so yeah. I have that now. I can play that it's with you. It's kind of fun, yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean came over and... Um, he brought me like a, like literally 10 games. I was like, dude, I, I'll, I'll have these forever if I borrow all these. I'll pick like four or five of them. He's like, all right. He had God of War, um, uh, some other games. Um, he let me borrow. Sh I end up picking Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, I want to play that one. Which looks amazing. I've, ne I've literally never played Shadow. I've never but played the first one, but I've seen some. It looks pretty fucking awesome. I, I watched Derek play like when it first came out and it looked pretty amazing, but that was back in like PS2 days, you know? Right. Um, I never played it. I've never played it though. So I, I borrowed that. The other one was Until Dawn. That is a fucking awesome game. It looks that's scary. Like, that's one of the, no, it's not. I mean, it's 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 a horror theme game, but it's a uh, it's like a Telltale game or something. Oh, okay. It's basically Quick time like, events. Um, a little bit, but it's mostly like there's these different characters and you play as them, but like all you do is kind of walk around and make decisions for them and let the scenes play out. Okay. So like. It's not like Resident Evil where it's like a horror game where you're like scared shitless like, the whole time. It's, it's like watching a movie that you're playing. Okay. That sounds cool. Um, but it's really good. There's like lots of different decisions you can make and like you basically will end up deciding the fate of who lives and who dies and like it plays out like a movie. Okay. It's, it's awesome. It's sounds really cool. good. I really like it a lot. I played uh, it like five or six times already. So I borrowed Shadow Colossus, Until Dawn. I can't remember what else I borrowed. Oh, uh, Uncharted 4. That's a great fucking you, game. You recommended that. Really fucking good. It's the best Uncharted 2. I know that not everybody shares that opinion. Yeah. But I don't think it's close. Yeah. Like, we've been over this Uncharted. They have the thing where, like, the first three at the very end, they'll, like, throw this. Like, now it's supernatural. Yeah. When it wasn't supernatural the whole game. And you're like, where did this come from? Four doesn't do that. Four okay. is just a fucking great story. Okay, cool. It's just awesome. I'm looking forward to playing that And it's that one of the best looking games I've ever played. Well, he... Um, oh, the last game I borrowed from him was he had a the double pack game of uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, which I started playing Heavy Rain on the PS3 and never finished it because, like... It was inappropriate and the kids were around, so I had to stop playing. <laughs> I understand. But anyways, I, I wanted to play that too. Um, I've never played Beyond Two Souls. I When I first got my PS4, Heavy Rain was one of the first like three games that I bought because yeah. I had wanted to play that the entire PS3 era and never had a chance. I really, really wanted to play that. Okay. And I got it. And I mean, obviously, if, if you've played it, you'll understand this. But like at the beginning, uh, the controls are horribly clunky. Of Heavy Rain? Yeah, they're like... Because it's, it's like Until Dawn. It's yeah. like a movie or whatever. But like all the little actions it makes you do are like kind of complicated and really annoying. But um, 
after you get over that hump of like the first hour of like doing that, and once you're like accustomed to that, then the story's just great and it's just awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing all that. Now I got all these games too. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Oh, I didn't borrow God of War from him because as Sean was here, my brother texted me. He's like, hey, can I come over? I want to bring you your present. I was like, okay. And I was obviously going to take God of War, but my brother came over and gave me my present, which was God of War. So <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked, a fucking gem, bro. That's literally the only game I own for the PS4 now. And I've, within the past week, I've probably put 10 well, you hours own, into you it. You another game. What? Well, I just gave you one. Oh, yeah. You gave me a Guitar Hero Live. I have that for the PS4, which I already have it for the Xbox and the Wii U. But oh, you do. Couldn't hurt. Didn't know. Didn't know. <laughs> I mean, that said, I, it's I'll, not going to get played at my house, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Worst case, you can have it back if you ever want it. But I'll definitely try it out on the PS4 and see if it's any better. Yeah. But now I got some more games. And I don't know when I'm going to have time to play all these, man. But um, I'll definitely try to play all of them just so I can at least talk about them on the There's show. There's no rush. Okay, cool. There's no rush. If I need him back, I'll ask you for him back. Like, okay. You're here every week. I yeah, mean, it'll it's, be not, right. it's not a rush. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm looking well, forward to trying all I that shit out. Enjoy this. Um, God of War has been, I mean, like I said, I've probably spent 10, 15 hours in the past week on it. Um, How far are you? I don't know. Uh, I just I'm, I just got the, the guy, I cut the guy's head off from the tree. Oh. Um, oh. I don't know how far that is. It's like a... <laughs> I, don't know, I want to say like a third, maybe half. I don't know. Really? I don't, I, I don't remember so now. But a, it's like it's a decent portion. It's not nothing. So I'm, I I already did the Alfheim, which was the elf region, mm-hmm. the dark elf. I did that one. So now I'm about to go to Jotunheim. Jotunheim. That's that's where my next uh, area is. You're not. You're not. That's not how that works. Oh, it's not. No, the whole game you're trying to get to Jotunheim. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because that's, well, I found out that, well, I don't want to spoil it for people, but. I mean, the part that you're at, yeah. right when you cut the guy's head off, you try to go to Jotunheim, and the gate closes, and you have to. Okay, I haven't got that far yet, so. No, I mean, if you got to the part where the guy's head cut off, it's like yeah. all in the same cutscene, okay. where they try to go through the door, and it. Well, it sh- he showed the mountain through the little gate, but right. then, like, I had to take the head to the witch and shit like that, and I've right. already when, done that. Once you, so when he shows the mountain through, that you're looking at the Jotunheim, but yes. then whatever happens, you get into a fight or whatever, and it breaks the gate. And that's when you take the head of the witch. Okay, that's what. So the whole right thing now. is, you're trying to figure out how to reopen a gate to Jotunheim, so you can, because that's where you have to go to spread the mother's ashes. Yes, correct. So you're not gonna when you get to Jotunheim, it's the end of the game. Okay, gotcha. So I still have quite a bit to go then, because yeah. there's what seven realms, nine realms. Well, yeah, but like, um, you don't have to go to them all. Okay, like a lot of them are just extra. Okay, which is badass. Yeah, I like that too. That's but, cool. Um, I I had a really good time. Um, just like before, I even went and to Alfheim and did like that shit when I first like during the very beginning of the game. Like you go to the lake and you can kind of travel around the lake mm-hmm. and do all this like little side shit before you even go on to the main story. And I had a good old time just spending a few hours hitting up all the beaches and like. Did you have the shit. giant serpent come out of the water yet? Yep. Because when it does that, it opens everything up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That happened like right at the beginning. As soon as you go to the lake. Um, no, 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 no. There's like a, there's like a point where like I think it's when the head talks to the serpent. It hasn't something. happened yet. Again. Something happens and it lowers the water level and it opens up all this new like side stuff you can oh, do. Oh, okay. Well, it did it when you first got to the lake. It does it, but I don't remember now. That yeah. game had so much going on. Like <laughs> it's hard to pinpoint everything. Well, long story short, I'm loving it. It's it reminds me a lot. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of. Yeah. Uh, I keep. T- t- uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Comparing it. I keep comparing it to like a way better done fable. <laughs> 
That's what it reminds I don't, me of. <laughs> I don't know how you get that. It's I don't think it's anything like Fable. I think it's as far as how it plays. It's way better than Fable, bro. <laughs> it's way better. Than well, Fable. Literally, what I I, that's literally what I just said. No, but I don't think it's at all like Fable either. Uh, it's as far as how it plays. It's very similar to Fable. I mean, it has a lot of RPG. It has more RPG elements in it than I anticipated. To be quite honest, as far as like armor and upgrading and buying shit like i mean that i actually love that kind of shit like up upgrading and opening skills and stuff like that as you progress like that that that's my shit um and you could do that obviously in fable and i just keep getting a vibe like a fable vibe because it's it's pretty linear but you can kind of stray if you want i can see that it I even can see that has comparison. like it has the hidden doors which are just like the fucking doors that talk and fable like you have to uh, yeah yeah i see what you're saying you know shit i get some of that that's where i'm kind of like getting the comparison but because of that, I mean, I love fa- all the fables and God of War is like fable, like to the max to me. But you know, that's that's how I'm feeling. I well, love I'm glad it. Glad you're enjoying it. Really, really, really enjoying it. Right now, obviously, you're not done. But where would you rate it on the Monster Bash scale? Oh, it's way above a Monster yeah, Bash. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> way better than Monster Bash. You, do you understand why I was ranting and raving about it so much now? Yeah, it's a great and game. And why everybody has, not just me. Yeah, and I, I, I will admit, like, I, we've talked before on the show, like, I, I got it on easy, like, give me story or whatever the, the yeah. playthrough, but... I think um, I did normal. I didn't do anything crazy. You know which, I mean, on easy, it almost does... I, I feel like I could do it on normal, because... I, I got, want you to know I did it on normal, and there were some parts that were pretty tough. Really? Yeah. I, I got the combat down pretty good now, to the point where, like, I'm confident, like, when a motherfucker comes up to me, he's not fucking me up at all. Like, right. a lot of times, I'm not even getting hurt. So, like, I feel well, like I, mean, I could probably other, put it on normal. But. That's the other thing, too, is, like, with a game like that, like, Kratos is supposed to feel super fucking powerful. Yeah. So, like, if you play it on easy, it kind of just reinforces that feeling. Yeah, I guess so. Because, I mean, I, f- I am fucking people up in that game. God yeah, yeah. damn. Like, it, game's I, awesome. I feel like I'm I'm the fucking man when I play that game. The game's fucking great. Just throwing my fucking axe and... Yeah. <laughs> I always forget, like, how to do some of my moves and shit, though, so I feel like I'm constantly doing the same shit, but I'm trying to throw... There's, like, things that I want to ask you if you've done yet, but I'm just going to leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, don't spoil. It. Don't spoil. You enjoy it. Yeah, thank you. But, yeah, anyways, I'm looking forward to playing some more of that. I need to put it down, though, to try out some more shit so I can kind of at least have an, uh, some opinions on some other shit. I don't know. I just play through it. It's really good. Don't yeah. don't sully it. Like, just <laughs> just enjoy that ride. Okay. I am. Don't get so overexcited about having a PS4. Like, <laughs> that's a real gem, and you need to enjoy that okay. before you. I did take that. Did you see that screenshot I took and posted mm-hmm. on Facebook? <laughs> it was like, I, I met this, or I didn't meet him. I found this, like, dead giant, and, uh, you can go behind him and it shows his giant ass. Oh, my bad. And it shows his like balls sticking out in between it. I took a picture. Like it has like a screenshot mode. Let me see if I can pull up the picture. Um, <laughs> it has a funny like screenshot mode of uh, Kratos uh, where you can like edit his face and yeah. shit. It's really dope. Yeah, it's badass. Um, it's a, it's just a fucking great game. I really love that game. <laughs> it's great. It uh, is really good. Like I'll never get rid of that game. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm loving it right now. Um, I know I posted on my... Uh, mm. Shit, hold up. Oh, there Scroll through his Facebook. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here, I'll show you guys. Ass and balls. Let me make sure it's going to pop up right. He's smiling. <laughs> he's a happy guy. Uh, <laughs> he's just like got his cheese and grin. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Nevertheless. Yeah. All right, so what's up, man? What you been uh, well, into? I've been playing God of War all week. Well, what you been I, I, I was playing Ghost Recon the Wildlands, which is just so fucking massive that I've decided to take a break from it. Not because it's not awesome, because it is awesome and I love that game, but because it's fucking massive. And I've like sank like 30 hours into that game, and I'm like a third. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's just time to play something else. But you're liking it, though. That's I a good love sign. it. I also have spent more time with Hyrule... Uh, 
Hyrule Warriors. Okay. Which is fucking awesome, and I still love that shit, and I'm going to be playing that one for a while. Like, I'm, that's yeah. one I'm just going to keep. Like, it's just so fucking good, bro. Hell yeah. What a great game. Um, but I also, here, hold on. Let me see what I got here. Let me see what I got here. Um, I've been playing what is known as Zooter. Okay. Zelda Ocarina of Time randomizer okay i just found this this week and it's the coolest fucking thing ever it's badass i played a lot of this yesterday i probably sank 10 hours of my day yesterday <laughs> into this. really uh yes it's so fucking tight bro basically what it is 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 this program that somebody made where you take a rom of ocarina of time and you load it in there and then there's all these different settings you can set and it randomizes the locations of all the items in the game so everything you pull out of a major chest all the fairy locations, like all the all the things that you get from fairies, uh, the great fairies, um, all the uh, songs are rearranged. Everything's rearranged so that everywhere you go, everything's out of order and you can't beat the game the normal way at all. So like you, okay. you set it up so like like when you start the game, you can immediately leave Kokiri Forest. You set it so that you can go freely between the door through the door of time between Adult Link and Young Link, uh, and you could change a lot of these settings. Basically, the algorithm makes sure that the game is always beatable. Okay, so make sure so it's never, you never get yeah you never get stuck. Well, I mean you might get stuck, but you're not gonna it's not gonna be like broken. Um, but basically, every chest you find like this here, that could be the iron boots. That could be. <laughs> okay the Kokiri sword like you could start the game and not get the Kokiri sword until you're in the spirit temple <laughs> or some like crazy shit wow. as long as it doesn't it's not game breaking you know what I'm saying so like everything is like it, it rearranges every time you learn a song you never know what song you're gonna learn so when you go to get Zelda's lullaby it could be the Nocturina shadow okay like <laughs> <laughs> wild shit bro so it just makes it it's, everything's completely fucking random yeah I mean like there's like a lot of chests that you don't even think about like I know that game like the back of my hand there's like little chests in like the bottom of like a grotto right in, but uh, that you might Hyrule in the randomizer you might have to get that yeah, in order yeah. to and, and, and like Hyrule Field there could be like a little hole that you have to blow up with a bomb and then go in and that could have the fucking hook shot in it okay you know what I'm saying like so you're just like running around like crazy it, it uh, takes the Skultula rewards the first 10 so like 10 20 30 40 and 50 each of those rewards have been thrown into the mix too so like when you reach 30 skulltulas that could be when you get the hover boots okay you know what i'm saying things like yeah. that it doesn't do the 100 skulltula thing to basically not make it a pain in the ass sure um and it also has all these settings set up so that like there's no more cutscenes. um there's no more kapoor gabora um when you go to do dampy's grave digging tour you win on the first try. There's certain things that are supposed to make it sped up so okay. it's easier to play. Sure. Um, it'll randomize the color of his tunics. What's going on it'll, there on the side with uh, her little screen that shows what you have? That's, that, yeah, she basically, like, because the one that I was watching, a dude has one of those, and it's just set up so that every time she unlocks an item, she goes over and clicks it so she can so that everybody watching can see what she's unlocked. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, okay. Dude, it's fucking bad. I like I said, I was playing shit like crazy yesterday. It sounds so annoying. It's so not. <laughs> it's so fun because it makes every like, like all the heart piece locations are thrown into it. Okay. So like every time you know where there's a heart piece, like if you go to Lon Lon Ranch and you climb into the back in that little hole where there's the heart piece, yeah, that could be the fucking fire arrows. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everything's mixed up. And like another thing that's cool about it is like right when you start the game, you immediately go over to Mido's house in Kokiri Forest and there's four chests. 
So there's four items. You don't know what they're going to be. They could okay. be blue rupees, all four of them. <laughs> or it could be the Megaton Hammer, the Hookshot, the uh, fucking... I don't know. So you're Iron Boots and uh, Kokiri played, Sword. So you're playing this on your PC, right? Are you? Yeah, using, you, uh, uh, you like. I wanted to play it on my RetroPie. Okay. Um, but because the program on your computer, basically the way that it works is when it creates the ROM. Yeah. The that ROM that it creates is the same every time. It's like okay. seeded. Gotcha. So once you play it, if you go to play it again, it's going to be the same. It's not going to be you. another random one. So every time you play it, you want to create a new random one on okay. the program, which yeah. only takes a second. Sure. But um. It just creates a new ROM file. But, um, so I didn't put it on the Raspberry Pi just because I was so eager to play it. I didn't yeah. want to transfer it. I wasn't dealing with that. I just want to play. Um, I did, however, after playing like 10 hours of one and really enjoying it, I went in and made like 20 different seeds of ROMs and just stored them away so that, like, if something happens, if I can't find the program <laughs> or whatever, I've got 20 different. Random Ocarina of Time seeds, so that's I can cool. just fuck with it whenever I want to, <laughs> and then I can throw those all in the Raspberry Pi, and there's there or whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty sweet, man. But yeah, I really, really, really like this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. Um, I mean, I, I, I when I sent this to you, you said it looked annoying. Yeah. Um, I think if you watch like a video of somebody doing it, I won't. Think you'll so. no, you you'll see how fun it looks. Okay. Bro. I mean, I could also understand if you've never played Ocarina of Time, if you watched a video of somebody doing this. This would be the most confusing fucking thing ever. Yeah. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> sure. But, like, you've played that game. Yeah. If you watched a video of somebody, just watch, like, 20 minutes of somebody from the beginning. Okay. You'd be like, yeah, this looks pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it All makes right. every little insignificant thing, like, monumental. Okay. Because you never know what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, even if it's something as simple as, like, I just know there's a heart piece over here. It could be a full heart container. It could be... The bigger on sword, like it could be anything, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, so that, that, everything, every time you find something, it, it could be gigantic. So that definitely adds like a cool element of surprise, especially for somebody like you who knows this game like the back of your hand. Like it, it makes it fresh again. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, I mean, the other thing too is like you you can't play it in the same sequence. Like if you don't have like if in. Kokiri Forest at the very beginning, if you don't find the slingshot, which you likely won't just by chance, all signs point to most most of the time you're not going to. Yeah. You can't beat the Deku tree. So you just got to go to a different temple and start opening. You just got to keep running around <laughs> and finding stuff. And then once you have enough pieces to beat something, you have to go and beat it. Okay. Like, it's <laughs> fucking wild, bro. It is so much fun. That sounds I really, neat. really, really like it. So that's called the Ocarina of Time Randomizer. Find yeah. that shit and download it. I am un after, after reading about it. I'm under the impression there is one for a Link to the Past as well. Oh, cool. Which I haven't beaten Link to the Past, but... Play regular first, but yes. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, That sounds pretty cool, man. Yeah. Like, um, I really encourage you to just mess around with this, even just for like an hour yeah, or something. I'll, I'll tinker around with it. It Fuck will it. be fun. Um, I did, uh, speaking of ROMs, last week after the show, <laughs> literally like right after the show, I actually start, got busted out my... Uh, Retro Pie, I started playing some theme park. <laughs> there you go. I played like several hours of theme park last week. You know what I just found out? What? Uh, you know they have the Sega Genesis collection that just came out on PS4? No. Came out on PS4 and Xbox. Okay. But, um, it's got like 30 Sega Genesis classics. Well, we were talking about Sega Genesis games, so yeah. I like started looking into it. 
I'm, I think I might get it, even though I am sure I have all those games on my retro pie. Sure. Like just because it's got like all the little fancy features and everything on yeah. the new one that's polished up, but it's got, it's got Kid Chameleon on it. Okay. It's got Streets of Rage. I bet you it's got Shining Force. Like it's got all kinds of cool stuff and like, let's see, it's got Sonic, you know what I'm saying? Like now I feel like I want to get that. Just yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, if it's got like the classics, it's fun just to have them. Like a, there's like thirty games on there, bro. Like it's a bunch, but like yeah. there's a bunch of good ones. Is the key here? It's All not right. just a bunch of junk. It says it's not over, like it has ooh, over Sonic. fifty titles. That's cool. There you go. But it's not like it has Sonic and twenty nine trash games. Yeah, like it's got a bunch of ones that I very fondly remember. Ooh, it's got Shining Force one and two on it. Boom, boom, Fuck boom. Yeah, and Streets of Rage one, two, and three. Boom. Vector Man one and two. Oh shit. Yeah, that's well worth it. Virtua Fighter. This bitch is $23. Yeah, that's what I said, bro. I'm in, bro. And it's got Golden Axe. Oh, shit. I'm there, bro. Let me see. Is it, how many? Oh, it's got Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, my God. Both Toe Jam and Earls. Uh, let's see. What's, what's Sonic's? Oh, it's got Sonic Spinball, Sonic 1 and 2. No 3. Sonic 3D Blast. Oh, shit. Shinobi, Gunstar Hero. Kid Chameleon. Who's got Golden Axe 1, 2, and 3? Kid Chameleon. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's man. what I said, bro. Like, Alter I'm Beast. In. Alter Beast. Bro, I'm in. Oh, that I'm sounds in. awesome. 25 bucks, man. I wonder if there's Fuck multiplayer. It. Ooh, I There's probably online multiplayer, bro. What does it say on here? New features bring modern convenience to the classics. Save your game anytime. Rewind slip-ups or customize controls. Um, online multiplayer and achievements. Oh, shit. Where does it say that? It says right... Scroll down a little. Right right uh, on that second to last bullet point at the end. Oh, Earn shit. Earn bragging yeah. rights with online multiplayer and achievements. Damn. I wonder if we could play some of that shit uh, together, man. We should definitely try Obviously, that. you can. So, obviously, we are going to. Streets of this Rage. <laughs> in the fucking bag for us. <laughs> Ah. I'm glad that you were as enthusiastic about that as I was because I saw this and I was like, fuck yeah, That's dude. exciting. I mean, they always like come out with those. Online it, multiplayer is a good enough oh. reason by itself to buy it. Mikey said, what is this called? It's called Sega Genesis Classics PlayStation 4. I'll put a link in the um, comments here. Yeah, awesome. I'm there. I'm all the way in. Yeah, that looks fucking sweet, dude. Hell yeah. And uh, officially have like all those games too. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what's up, man. You have to well, worry about like it. quirky ROM problems. Twenty four bucks. I'm about to buy myself another birthday gift. Yeah, you know man. <laughs> I, I told. You, I'm glad you're so enthusiastic <laughs> about this. I was. I'll have to wait because I did uh, uh, Saturday on my um, birthday. I, I went and uh, I worked for a little bit, but uh, I went downtown and ended up. Um, Oh, there's a comic. There's a there's a comic shop called the Laughing Ogre down on High Street. Okay, and a, uh, they had a signing going on last Saturday on my birthday from two to four. Daniel Laster, which I think is how you pronounce it, he's the fucking shit. He's the man. I'm not. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't know much about the about Daniel Laster, but on Comic Book Day a couple months ago, he was there. What the fuck? Oh, Zelda's fucking with the green screen. Um, hey. Uh, he was there at the comic shop like randomly and I didn't know who he was, but I met him. His art is fucking incredible. But point is he was having a Kickstarter for this new book he was putting out. Um, and I didn't, I ended up not buying it, but he was there at the laughing ogre on Saturday on my birthday. And I went and met him and bought that book for like 25 bucks and got him to sign it and shit. It's called werewolf run. Check it out. Anyways. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, point is, um, that's what I spent my, that's what I bought myself for my birthday. Hell that's yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, that's what's up. Fuck yeah. All right. Let's get through some more of this list here. Yeah, I let's got do a, it. Um, what have you been watching? Anything? Not really. I watched the- Man, we were supposed to watch Castle Rock. I still haven't watched Castle I Rock. I watched the roast of James Franco last night. 
Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. What'd you watch that on? Comedy Central. Okay. I just have the app on my TV. I don't remember the James Franco one, but... It, I mean, the the reason the James Franco one is so good is because it has, like, the best cast of people of all of them. Yeah. Like, it's Aziz Ansari, uh, Seth Rogen, James Franco, Andy Samberg. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jonah Hill. <laughs> Uh, Sarah Silverman like it's got the best collection of people that any okay. of those roses ever had that's why that one was so appealing um, alright so Capcom yes they recently came out and said that uh, they, they said a few things that are pretty cool first of all they said that they are very eager to make more remakes because they're doing the Resident Evil 2 remake okay. they've already previously done Resident Evil 1 which to me it's fucking great because I really want Resident Evil 3 too. I'm sure. And I, I would imagine after they do that, the logical next step is Resident Evil 4, which if they remade that now, it would be fucking awesome. So by that time, but we're talking probably three, four years down the road after they do three and then they might do four after. Yeah. By I mean, then it'd probably be even more impressive. Absolutely. PlayStation 5 territory. I think it makes sense that they could pump out a Resident Evil 3 really quickly after Resident Evil 2. Yeah. I don't know that they will, but the reason that I say that is because the original Resident Evil uh, 2 and 3 had a lot of shared assets. Okay. That's why they pumped 3 out so quickly after 2 is because it used a lot of things from Resident Evil 2. Okay. And because they're remakes of those games, I don't see any reason why Resident Evil 3 couldn't have a bunch of shared assets with Resident Evil 2 remake. You know what I'm saying? Like True. Um, and I wouldn't be upset with that. I'd be totally fine with that. So if they wanted to do that, I'm fucking happy about that. Um, I also, like, I'd love to see Code Veronica remade. Yeah. I love that one. Especially since that's one that, like, I think a lot of people slept on. Just a lot of people not, slept not on Not a lot it. of people had Dreamcast when it came out. Well, I mean, it came out later on the uh, PS2. Oh, did it? Yeah. Um, but... I really love Code Veronica, and I think that's like a really underappreciated game. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil Four. I play a remake of that. Like that one's finally starting to look dated now. Really? It looks rough. It's still it's still super fun, but like it's a PlayStation Two era game. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it could it could use a polish. I got you. Um, but yeah, I'm all on board for Capcom remaking a bunch of my favorite games. So keep doing that. Yeah. Hopefully they yes. do. Yes, please, <laughs> please. Resident Evil Three, though. They just don't keep, all, like. They keep talking about like maybe they'll do, uh, Dino Crisis. Like fuck <laughs> that. Do Resident Evil Three. Like <laughs> don't start fucking around with Devil May Cry and shit. No, I don't. I don't fucking, they care they, about that. They shit, keep re-releasing all the Mega Mans on every fucking system they can. But. Uh, they do keep doing that. <laughs> but Resident Evil is the one. Keep giving us those. What is this? What's the Sonic Mania Plus? For PS4. It's just a new re-release of Sonic Mania. It's it comes got the with, DLC. Comes with a bunch of cool shit. What is all it's just, this? It's just a, it's Sonic Mania plus the DLC, and it comes in hard copy now. Oh look, that's the one that I'm gonna get when I get it. Okay, that's what's up. Oh look, it even comes with a cool like old school looking Sega Genesis yep. case. Oh, that looks dope. Here, let me no, show I'm, the, I'm gonna buy it. Show the viewers here. I've already decided that I'm gonna buy that. I'm just gonna wait till I can find a sale on it. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. Okay. I've actually already almost bought it on a few occasions. <laughs> you sold me on it. They've been talking about it on Unknown Pod. Uh, Brandon said it's like so fucking hard. Brandon and Scott, I think, it have looks both fucking been playing great, it. Though. I was playing Sonic uh, on my 3DS. Were you? Yeah, after we were talking about it. Yeah. I went and I went home and played some Sonic. It was fun. Hell yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, there was something else on the Capcom thing. Um, you're talking about Devil May Cry, Resident Evil's remakes. Yeah, um, uh, oh, they, 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 they recently said... Also, that um, they are 
more concerned with review scores than they are sales. Hmm. Um, well, that's now, good. Well, I mean, that sounds like a PR comment. Right. But what they were saying actually does sound like a business decision, too. Uh, what what they were getting at was Resident Evil 6 outsold like everything that they ever had. But it got terrible reviews because it was a terrible fucking game. Right. Uh, and then Resident Evil 7 got way better reviews, but it's like 2 million behind in sales. It's like yeah. 7 million to 5. Because people were like um, probably uh, sullied after having bought Resident Evil 6, right? Well, um, basically they said like they think it's more valuable to have really high review scores and sell less than it is to sell more and have terrible review scores. And I think in that vein, like it makes sense in that well, yeah, you made a bunch more money off those extra two million in sales on Resident Evil Six, except for when Resident Evil Seven comes around, you've sullied your name and nobody wants to buy it. Yeah. Whereas Resident Evil Seven, you get all these great review scores and you're building goodwill with your audience and things like that. Right. Loyalty, brand loyalty, and things like that. So I think long term, like like the Resident Evil Six thing, that sure that's great for a moment, but long term, I don't think it's great. And I think that's what he was getting at. Okay. Like they're concerned with making good games at the expense of all right and it's time for me to take a break <laughs> all right he's got to take a phone call <laughs> quickly we'll, we'll take a quick break we'll be back hey, hey we're back. i went and grabbed this this is werewolf run the daniel laster book like he, this is a book like this book here. He said it was like his um, like pride and joy. He worked on it for like ten years because uh, he's been like, he's a legit comic artist that works for like other companies and shit. Okay, and he like he's worked on other people's books and stuff. But this one was like his story. You know, like it's about werewolves and shit. But okay, um, his art's pretty incredible. So it looks the, pretty sweet, bro. So the art and the story is his, which is cool. That doesn't happen. Show too some of them on the camera. This looks good. Bro. Yeah, I'm trying to find like a good <laughs> representative picture. Like yeah, like this shit right here. That looks really high quality. Yeah, it's he's pretty awesome. Let me see. Yeah, there you go. Really nice. but yeah, this book is the shit. Like it's like hardcover and shit. But um, he's the man. There's his info. If anybody wants to check out Daniel Laster, there's his shit. But I, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and he's local, which is really cool. Hell yeah, always good. Um, oh, I got a little sticker too. Boom, boom, boom. Um, all right. Before we uh, move on, there's another Capcom related thing I wanted to touch on just okay. while we're. Uh, they're just now coming out with Resident Evil, the board game. Oh, okay. That sounds sweet. Yeah, it does sound fucking sweet. That up. And it apparently, like, the reviews that I've read said it's fucking phenomenal. Really? They said you can play it single player or with friends. Whoa, sweet. Yeah. Resident Evil 2, the board game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is uh, September 25th, 2017. Yeah, it, well, it doesn't come out until next year. It was okay. a Kickstarter. Um, a wow. bunch of people have pre-ordered it. There's expansions for it. Here, let me show like, it. It looks fucking badass. Everything I've read, people are like, yo, this is exactly like playing the game. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch get this, this trailer. I am definitely going to buy it. Uh, That's two and a half I'm probably going to wait until it comes out to retail. Whoops. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, like, GameStop will have it. And yeah, shit. but I'm going to buy it. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, why wouldn't you? I oh, mean, shit. Players must reach an escape point, but cannot leave. The, able to go. Like I said, the reviews have said that this is phenomenal. It's really, really good. It plays much like the game. It recreates the same feelings that the game creates. And you can play it single player, which is, like, really cool for a board game. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, 
Oh, that looks so I can, like, sweet. sit in my room and, like, be a fucking dork. Look at those room. figures. Yeah. Oh, shit. That looks dope. I'm all in on this. I'm Dude, definitely buying you this. Should get, when you buy this, I will play it with you. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they have it broken up into, like, scenarios. Yeah. That you can play, like, for, like, short plays. Or you can play them all together and play the campaign of the game. That sounds fucking like, sweet. Yeah. I'm all in, bro. Hell yeah. I'm getting this. That, yeah, that looks dope as fuck. Yes, I'm buying it. Um, hundred bucks. Is that how much Take it costs? Money. Yeah. Uh, well, it does have a. I, I would wouldn't have believed you until I saw all the little like figures and shit. Those look pretty amazing, bro. This is this is my favorite video game of all time. They've made <laughs> into a board game that I can play by myself if I want to, and everybody says it's just fucking amazing. Yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah, I'm all in, bro. I'm yes. I've been like um, I. I've started getting into like board games and shit. Like I, uh, we do like a game night with my buddy Richard. I might, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but um, we, he's been doing it for a few months now. Um, so we'll we'll just get over the, go over to his house and play some games and shit. But um, we're we're trying to get started with like D and D. Really is what it's, I always wanted to play that, but I never had friends to play it with. Yeah, same. And I actually it we, just sounds fun to me. Chris it actually like something I'd like. One time, me, Chris, Paula, Nick, like all sat down and tried to do D and D, and Chris was trying to do it, and I, I believe I kind of fucked it up because I was being like kind of a stickler, like okay, let's figure out the rules. Like I don't, I want to, I'm a, I'm the kind of guy that I like following the rules when it goes to a board game. Absolutely, almost, I'm competitive, so we like, have to follow well, the rules. I do it almost to like an I have to win. I do it to an annoying extent sometimes, and I feel it like sometimes when I'm playing with like the kids and like Tara. I'm like, I, I have to make it clear. I'm like, look, I don't, if you guys don't want to play, it's fine. Just let me know. You don't have to play. But if we are going to play, I want to follow the rules. So every, I'm telling you every time I pull out a board game, every single time I'm reading the rules again. Like, oh, <laughs> nah, I'm with it. I, like, I'm like that too. Uh, although I will say, like, I'm okay with like house rules. I'm okay like, with that like, too. If people like, agree if you're playing on Monopoly. It. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to necessarily be the perfect rules in the box, but we have to know what the rules are when we start, Correct. and we have to play with them. Correct. Like, that's how I feel. So the point I was trying to make is when we try to do D and D, Chris tried to be like Dungeon Master. I think I kind of fucked up because he had an idea of how it was going to go in his head, and it kind of didn't mesh with what I thought we were going to do. So. We did it a couple times. It didn't really work out. But nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, we've been doing it again with Nick, Richard, and um, Richard's uh, wife uh, or whatever, girl forever, Karen, and um, this guy, Danny, who's really cool. Uh, he, he, I've told him to watch the pod and shit, too. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, Danny's like super into it. He's like the DM. He's running shit. And that's what I like. I want a guy who knows his shit that's yeah. running the show. Tell me what to do, bro, and I'll fucking do it. That's how I am. And and he's he's been doing a good job. But um we start we he got our characters together and we went to play actually like a couple weeks ago and uh he ended up showing up late he he thought he got the time frame mixed up. Nevertheless we played some other games in the meantime. But by the time he showed up he's like look we don't really got time to get into D D but look I got this other board game called Pathfinder which is kind of like a board game version of D&D. He's like, it's almost identical. Let's start it. And he showed us how to play it. That game was fucking dope. It was really fun. Oh, yeah. And it's very, like, D&D-ish. Like, you know, you get your character, you got your stats. And um, When we were at Bonnaroo, my brother had uh, this game that he got. It was, um, I forget what it was called, but it was, you, you ever played, like, um, Apples to Apples or Cards Against Humanity? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like that, but it was with memes. Okay. Uh, I've I've seen some shit like fun. that. It was yeah, fun. Like we played that shit a few times. It was fun. Hell yeah! Um, we had a I, good time. They have one. I've I think I've seen that at the store before, and I've been curious. I love playing like different new shit like that. I would like to get into more. Um, 
elaborate board games like that Pathfinder was like the kind of shit Resident I'm talking Evil 2, about. Bro. That that's the reason I'm bringing it up because like that's like right in there, right up our my alley. It's gotta happen. It's it's, it's gonna happen. be awesome. I actually have some board games over here that are like actually a couple zombie themed ones, and uh, hell yeah. Uh, but I've never played them. I have. I've yet to. I have one called Pandemic, which is supposed to be really this good. This is why I told you we have to have a game night because I still have like PSVR. Fucking yeah, man, let's do keep it. Keep talking. Nobody explodes. I want to play that, and I let's still I have it. that. Yeah, like hidden agenda. I want to play that, but I need friends to play it with. <laughs> Dude, I'll invite. I'll invite people over. We'll fucking make it happen. We're gonna have man. to do it at your house though, because I I live with my new roommates again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's up, Jeremy? Uh, he's uh, uh, chiming in. He asked, "What were our first jobs?" What was my first job? I was pimping hoes by the age of fourteen. <laughs> no, I uh, I worked at Arby's. I worked yeah. at Arby's. I feel like that was we my first job. This. I worked at McDonald's. So, yep. I feel like everybody should work at fast food, like just to understand it. Give me yeah. a different perspective on things. Definitely, I'm always nice to people. Like I'm like obnoxiously nice to people. I get that. Like unless they're like you go to fast food, people shit. are like retarded. Except for like. Like, those are the jobs that stupid fucking people take. Like, yeah. Like, if that's all you can work, that's all you can work. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, it's like just high school kids and that's what they got or whatever. Yeah. But like, some people, like, that's their career path because that's all they can do. Yeah. And you should be merciful to that. Like, <laughs> because somebody's dumb doesn't make them a yeah. bad person or undeserving of anything else. I always enjoy the person. It, it, like, it's always su such a pleasure when you go to a fast food restaurant and they the person actually, like, doesn't seem like they hate their life. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's a pleasure when they're like, they actually seem genuinely like happy. Like, wow, that's fucking awesome because you never see that shit. I agree. I don't know. This is so weird how this happened. Whatever. What happened? Nothing. My list is weird. I got it though. Dude, we were supposed to do we were supposed to do top five, and I have I literally have no idea what we're doing top five of. I told you. You, you told me to make your list. I didn't have to. Oh, you just told me right before the show, mm -hmm. and I had I haven't had time to make the list yet. But I'll work it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, um. <laughs> Let me see what else I got here. What? Do you want to... Let's do some more Resident, or some more video game stuff before we move on here. Okay. Um, video game stuff, huh? What about Fallout 76? Um, fucking Bethesda announced that Fallout 76 is not going to be available on Steam. I saw that. Yeah, it's only going to be available from Bethesda.net, which um, I know um, somebody else did something like that recently. Was it... Oh, it was... Uh, it was Fortnite. Fortnite took their their game off of the iOS, or not the iOS, but the Android store. Oh, yeah. They, and they made it only available from their website I because they don't want to be giving their royalties to fucking Android. And that's the same thing that's going on with uh, Fallout 76 is they don't want Steam taking a cut of their sales. I ain't knocking it. I mean, honestly, I don't blame them. I think them. it's a pain in the ass when like I have everything in Steam and now you're making me like... Like, I have this streamlined, easy-to-use Steam library, and they're making me get it somewhere else. That's a pain in the ass. Sure. Um, but I understand why, for them, it makes sense. And I also think it's probably better for gamers as a whole that we get some competition going so that, like, you don't want a monopoly. That's never yeah. good for consumers, ever. So if, if you can create options, like, that's why it's good to have consoles, like... Instead of just having PlayStation all the time or just Xbox all the time, it's better that they compete because they can push each other to be better. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. Uh, I don't see a problem with it. I think it's the legit move, especially a company as big as Bethesda. I mean, if, if they start doing all if the If you want to play Fallout 76, you're going to play it regardless of whether it's on Steam or not. Right. And, and not to mention, they're a big enough company that 
if even if they decide to take all their games off of every platform, they could just have their own little like platform. You know, they they, could. you would download the Bethesda and then you have all your Bethesda games. Uh, yeah. That's okay. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want that obviously for every fucking gaming publisher. But at that point, somebody would create some kind of Steam like application. App. It would just keep going around in circles like right. that forever. You know, right. uh, just the same thing that that would happen with like um, all. Like cable, you know, all these channels have their own streaming platforms now, yeah. but then you just get like a fucking Roku and has all your channels in one spot still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah. the point is, I, I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, Are you going to get right. that shit though? Fallout 76? Yeah, I'm going to get it. I mean, the dilemma that I have is like normally Fallout would be obvious day one purchase for me. Yeah. And this is mmo style mm -hmm. so i don't know how i feel about that mm -hmm. it's still fallout so i'm still gonna get it for sure yeah but the gonna, reason that you're gonna like, get it on normally i would i'm probably gonna get it on ps4 um normally i would still get that day one just because of the strength of fallout yeah but it's the same day as pokemon <laughs> <laughs> so now i gotta decide <laughs> yeah okay like i'm probably not gonna get them both the same day because i won't play them both the same day i'll get hooked onto one and that's what i'll play yeah so I don't know which one I'm gonna jump right into. No rush, right? No, I'm rushed. I gotta play them both like immediately. But <laughs> I don't know. I got a I got a tough decision there. Yeah, I don't know. Pokemon. There's only so much time in the day, man. Fallout. Pokemon. Fallout. Fallout. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, that decision will be determined. Obviously. And you got squeeze porn in there, so. I've always got time. <laughs> I have my priorities straight. Uh, um, what do you think about doing a our new segment? Okay, I'm down with it. We've got a new segment that I stole from somebody else. I saw it on on Facebook, and I was like, I like this, and we're gonna do this now. That's I okay. I don't really care. <laughs> Sorry, mine now. We'll do it better. We will do it better. Oh, yeah. um, so we have a new segment. It's gonna be called raise the bar and here's where we need and to have like a little sound effect i'll get some sound effects yeah we will we will do that hopefully by next episode raise the bar it's up to you but um raise the bar here we're going to hit him with the sponsored by clancy's <laughs> hot spicy all right all right oh i'm not on the bluetooth anymore so my sound effects aren't working um basically so the way this is going to work is i've selected uh some excerpts of rapper's lyrics and there's my sound effects and he's going to read them, not knowing who they are or what it's from. And he's going to rate how good the lyrics are. And we'll be interested. When he's done, I'll tell him. He can guess if he wants who said these things. But, um, yeah, I'm going to tell him who it is. And, yeah. All right. And should be interesting. And we'll try. <laughs> we'll try to switch. We'll try to each have some for each other each week. Is that the plan or you want to go back and forth? Well, I it think we should, we should each have a few. Like, it's really easy to do, yeah. so we could just do it every week right. like that. Let's do so, it like that. So this week, I've only got them for him, but next week we'll both have them. Okay. All um, right. So here, he's going to pull up the lyrics so you can read them. Here's lyric one. So throw a diss and go against the katana. You better off trying to fucking tongue kiss a piranha. I got a joke for you dumb fucks. What do you call two religious bitches conjoined at the hip? Nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, that's pretty funny. Um, first of all, I want to immediately, just because it's of all the samurai references, I almost have to say it's Wu-Tang. Is that correct? No. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Um, so throw a diss and go against the katana. You better off trying to fucking tongue kiss a piranha. 
I got a joke for you, dumb fucks. What do you call two religious bitches conjoined at the hip? Nunchucks. <laughs> rate the bars first. For, I rate on the a bar. of one, a scale of one to ten. All right. Well, it's definitely better than a monster bash. I like it. Okay, I like it too. Um, I mean, out of ten, I would give it. Uh, I would give it an eight. I think that's that's some really solid punchlines. I give it. You know what? I give it eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. Eight and a half here. I don't know what the what the what's gonna be a ten at this point. So that's the only reason I'm not giving it a ten because I'm sure I'm sure I'll read better at one point. So I wouldn't call it a ten, but it's really good. I, I think it's super funny. The that joke is actually a really funny joke, even out of the ra a rap song. What do you call two religious bitches conjoined at the hip nunchucks, <laughs> and then to rhyme that with dumb fucks? <laughs> All right, so this was Gmoski. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I I. I I could see that definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, after after me telling you, I think it's obvious. Yeah, I think so too. You would have, it's hard to pinpoint that, but yeah, I think it's obvious now. Yeah, because it's like uh, the the vulgarity in it alone. Uh, but besides that, I mean, it's it's definitely got a Gmail ski feel to it. You could tell like some time was spent into writing that. It's not some like like we talked about before. There, it's not a, there's not a throwaway line, right? You know. They're all good. Trying to fucking tongue kiss a piranha. <laughs> all right. That was good. All right. What would you give that one? It's harder for me to do this knowing it. Um, yeah. I'd probably give it like an, an eight. Yeah. I, I think, think it's good. I think this shit's funny as fuck. It's not super intricate, but the bars are good though. <laughs> all right. You know, the scheme, I'm talking about when I say it's not intricate, uh, the rhyme scheme and patterns and things like that aren't super intricate, but the bars are really strong to me. So yeah. That, yeah so you know what? I, speaking of Gmail, I listened, I was listening to... I finally found, um, allegedly found and listened to um, 8-Bit Filth, yeah. which is his little I EP. I saw it on Plex. Um, it's dope as fuck. I mean, yeah. like every he's, song he's on his He's always site. dope, bro. He's a good rapper. Um, then uh, I started listening to his Got Filth mixtape one. Got Filth and Got Filth 2 are the first times I ever heard Zemoski. And that, I don't remember which one it's on, but that's the one where he's uh, got the line that I liked about, uh, um, I'll put him on a leash and yeah, take him out on the weekend. And my neighbors <laughs> see me like, what the fuck is he thinking or whatever? I, it, it's, dude, the song it's got filth on the got filled mixtape is fucking awesome. Like the, that dude has some of like the punchiest punches yeah. like ever. You he's know what sweet. I mean? It's really, he's really good. All right. All right. Here we go. Next one. I came to eat like it's dinner. Boy, I've been fly as my zipper. Y'all about to see me go killer and cut a record. No scissors. This joint is lit as a swisher. I'm schooling rappers like Skinner. They square as Instagram pictures. They bout to fail like my liver. <laughs> but my favorite line is, uh, this joint is lit like a swisher. I'm schooling rappers like Skinner. <laughs> I like that. Um, this almost has like a, uh, let me see. Y'all about to see me go killer and cut a record. No scissors. Hmm. Well, first of all, I'll rate the bars. I'll give it, I'll give it an eight. Once again, because I, I do like uh, the my favorite lines of the Skinner and and Square as Instagram pictures is pretty good too. Uh, is this a rapper I know? It is. <laughs> I see you over there smiling. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't think any of my uh, things are rappers you don't know. Is this Tech Nine? No. Okay, who is it? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, that man. was me. Good uh, you got me. There's no, like, every one of those is a punchline. There's like two punchlines per bar. Oh, yeah. I come to eat like it's dinner, boy, but flies, flies my zipper. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Y'all about to see me go killer and cut a record. No scissors. This joint is lit as a swisher. I'm schooling rappers like Skinner. 
Good job. That's from my new album. Is so it? Nobody's heard that, oh. but yeah, that's from my new album. <laughs> nice. Good shit. Yeah. All right. Next. Next. I got an eight. Good job. I'm from California, but I done moved to Texas. My bad, I'm dyslexic and a four-door mango Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> at the titty bar, I ain't afraid to tip them. Me and Sergio throwing pesos at some strippers. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, the fact that you're laughing makes me not even want to judge this because I'm going to end up hurting somebody's feelings. I, I just love like <laughs> my bad, I'm dyslexic and a four door mango Lexus. That like, is, <laughs> I, I like that. That line is funny, but I'm at one, the titty bar. Like this number, I feel, wild shit. I feel rhyming Texas and Lexus is lazy as fuck. And the second, the third and fourth bars don't even rhyme. Tip them and strippers. It's a stretch. It's, I mean, it, I'll give that one uh, a five. A five? Who is that? That's Riff Raff. <laughs> uh, That's funny. I mean, I, I selected that because it's just so Riff Raff. Yeah. And a four door mango Lexus. Like, <laughs> I've never listened to Riff Raff. I don't even it's know. It's like that, bro. Okay. It's just nonsense. That song is sweet, though. Tip. Towing in my Jordans. It's just ridiculous, bro. It's dumb. All right, next one. Um, I mean, it's evident that I'm irrelevant to society. That's what you're telling me. Penitentiary would only hire me. Curse me till I'm dead. Church me with your fake prophesizing that I'm going to be just another slave in my head. Institutionalized manipulation and lies. Reciprocation of freedom only live in your eyes. I mean, those last couple bars flow pretty good. I'm sure I'm wrapping the first couple wrong, but I mean, it's evident that I'm irrelevant to society. That's what you're telling me. Penitentiary would only hire me. Curse me till I'm dead. Church me with your fake prophesizing that I'm going to be another slave. Like that, I don't know. I'd have to hear it in context. I would give that like a six. It's good. I, I, those last couple bars are really good. I mean, it's evident that I'm irrelevant to society. That's what you're telling me. Penitentiary would only hire me. Curse me till I'm dead. Church me with your fake prophesizing that I'm going to be just another slave in my head. Institutional lies, manipulation and lies, reciprocation of freedom only live in your eyes. Right, I'm guessing that's you. No, right? it's Kendrick Lamar. Oh. I really, really love that. <laughs> okay. I think that's great. Yeah, those last couple bars are really dope. But uh, I was just giving you the cadence of it so you could hear yeah. it since you were confused. All right. Thank you. Yeah, that one's okay, but... I love it. Okay. Okay. You gave it a six. The, that's for what one, it's worth... That's one higher than Riff Raff. Yeah. <laughs> that's one higher than Four Door Mango Lexus. The subject matter, I, I I mean, as far as, like, the words used and stuff, like, your fake prophesizing that I'm going to be another... Like, that shit... I like what he's saying, but the I don't really like how he's saying it. Well, the song is... It's called Black or the Berry, okay. and it's a very... So the context helps for that. I'm it's, sure it's a it's a deep song. All right, but, but taking it out of context, yeah, that's my opinion. Um, all right, what your poppy told you about fucking around with them soldiers? I told you I'm coming back. I got that Tommy Matola. That's blood all over your rover, blood all over your chauffeur, blood all over your loafers. If I get any closer, there's blood all over my toaster, blood all over my ho holster. I'm in the mess dots. That's blood all over my hovas. Fuck. <laughs> Kendrick is a lot of hype to me. He's all right. That's what Mikey says. Kendrick is the man. Um, I don't like this. I would give it. Oh, I mean, I I do like the, you know, the constant, you know, blood all over your loafers. If I get any closer, blood all over your robe, blood all over, like the alliteration and shit. I would give it a five. 
What your poppy told him? What what your poppy told you about fucking around with them soldiers? I told you I'm coming back. I got the Tommy Matola. That's blood all over your rover, blood all over your sofas, blood all over my loafers. If I get any closer, that's blood all over my toaster, blood all over my holster. I'm in the mess dots. There's blood all over my holes. Fuck, that's Lil Wayne. Okay, that's like it's a song called Spitter. I think it's one of his best songs ever. Okay, really, really, really like that part. What would you give that? I'd give that a nine. Oh wow. Okay. His scheme, the way he's running with it, and like he doesn't jump off topic, and it I don't know. I think it's creative. Okay. I think it's catchy. I think it's I think he's snapping on that one. All right. I wasn't happy when she said she was pregnant. Probably the worst news of my life. That shit was so depressing. I told her she should get an abortion and I really meant it. I'm sorry that I said shit. Yo, I was tripping. Sorry that I said that shit. Yo, I was sorry tripping. that I said that shit. Yo, I was tripping. I don't know. I don't really like that. I wasn't happy when she said she was pregnant. Probably the worst news of my life. That shit was so depressing. I told her she should get an abortion and I really meant it. I'm sorry I said that shit. Yo, I was Um, I like, I would like, I would like to hear it in context because the subject matter is interesting, but I don't really like, me personally, I don't really like shit that I have to stretch to rhyme. And I think he doesn't have to stretch it to rhyme it and you're stretching to rhyme it. Okay. But it sounds I know, smooth. I know. Says, yeah. I get it. But, the point is, like, you have to say it a certain way in order mm-hmm. to get it to rhyme. Anyways, I would give that, like, a... I will give it a six, just because I like the subject matter a little better. I'll give it a six and a half. Who is it's Joyner Lucas. Okay. That is a song... Like, Joyner Lucas has all these, like, real crazy schemes. I chose this one because it was more um, personal. Okay. But this is a song to his child about how he wanted to abort his child before his child was born. Hmm. I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah, he, he like he he has this whole uh, um, this whole concept of where he keeps saying like I I wanted to abort you and I really meant it and I'm sorry now for that. But I was like in that yeah yeah part of my life like that dark part of my life where that's really how I felt. Yeah, I mean I was being honest, I like, like it for keeping it real sake alone. It's an emotional song. Yeah, I feel you. It's not like real lyrical. Um, is that all of them? Hold on, wait. What's Bobby? Bobby Creamer, what up? What a good song. I just showed this to everyone I was on tour with. Which one? Uh, I must be talking about the Joyner Lucas one. This is a great song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the last one, man. Did we do six? I think that's so. That's six, yeah. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. So who got your highest scores? Um, I think Me I, and Gmo Ski. I think I gave you and Gmo. Yeah. He got an 8.5, only got an 8. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll have to keep track. That's okay. I'll rank Kendrick and Joyner. And <laughs> well, I mean, to be quite honest, that I, I'm glad because that's, that is representative of my actual taste. You know what I mean? Works for me. <laughs> Just saying. Four door mango Lexus. Yeah, I mean, I do like that line. That's that's probably what this episode is going to be called. <laughs> I need to make a note of that. Four door mango. <laughs> that's always the hardest part when I'm making these episodes. When I'm posting them, I, I always do such a good job I, picking them. Well, thanks. I have to skim through them to like write the descriptions and shit because I always forget what we talked about and I want to at least touch on stuff or give links and stuff. Right. And uh, I always have a hard time picking like a. A snippet of for the title. So if anybody's ever listening and has suggestions for sn- title snippets, comment and I'll, I'll I'll consider them. There you go. <laughs> I like doing that game. I, yeah, that's I fun. Forward, I look forward to my chance to play. All right, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be fun just for the simple fact that uh, you know you'll get to see like what you real your real opinions. Uh, uh, on yeah, well, shit, I mean that's you because know? you don't know who it is. Yeah, You're, like 
Um, all right, cool. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, man. <laughs> man, what's up with your sound? I don't know. My soundboard sucks. Um, where is my game? Oh, we already checked it off. Okay, we're good. All right. So you didn't do your top five. Oh, people probably saw your Gmail. I hope that's okay. I don't care. <laughs> Send me nudes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't work on my top five. Dudes, welcome to. I would have to do a... I, I mean, I could do a quick... um. Uh, like a search for like top and I could probably pick my top five out of that. Okay, Why don't you do that? In the meantime, I'm going to give you a little rundown. Oh, although I would like you to use the screen when I do this. Okay, here, I'll use the uh, screen over here. Um, I want to give you a rundown since this is the final episode of season one. Okay. Um, can you pull up the YouTube page for Iconic Clash? Yes. Or you could just go to the website if that works too. What do you want me to do? I just want you to look at the web episodes. Okay. Because I'm going to give you a brief rundown of what I think we've gone through thus far with Iconic Clash. Oh, like a fun little uh, year in review? Yeah, I didn't write too much. I just gave little notes here. I'm just going to speak about it um, briefly. But if you could start at episode one and just scroll through them as I okay. go. Um, yes. Let me, uh, what's the easiest way to do this? Okay, yeah, do it on YouTube. It's going to be the easiest. I just wanted to give you a little taste of uh, how we've how we've gone about Iconic Clash. Yeah, I like it, man. That sounds far. cool. So, oh come the fuck on, man! Get Dude, you're having a lot of trouble here, bro. I know. <laughs> He's struggling. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Switch account. I know what it is. God damn it! Oh gosh. What are we doing? I got to sign into Iconic Clash. <laughs> Or to, I got signed into my Keezy account. Sorry. Hey, by the way, my my account, Kyle Blackburn, has um, 100 subscribers. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know why. Look, I have 100 subscribers. I don't even think mine has 100 subscribers. Hey, look, Iconoclash, we got fucking measly 11. 11 subscribers. Yeah, so subscribe to us on YouTube. That would be cool. Yeah, for real. <coughs> Let's get the YouTube money. The thing is, Come we don't on. even have 11 subscribers because I know one of them's me. <laughs> yeah, one of them is me too. Right, boom. So we're down to fucking nine real fast. <laughs> All right, we're almost there. He is just okay. Okay, hold on. I'll go to Videos. playlists. That I'll have all of them. If I go to podcast episodes. Whoops. Yeah, you can go. You just want to scroll through this? No, like go back to the video section so you can <laughs> see them all. All Jesus right. Jesus Christ, man. Right here. Click videos. Go up. Click videos. <laughs> This is real fun to listen to, I'm sure. Right. There you go. Okay. Right. Here, get get that. Where's that other little keyboard? You should get that. I don't know where it's at. Hold on. It might be back there on that little table. The kids fucking play with it. We're not doing all this here. Okay. Look. All right. I'm just going to give you a brief rundown. All right. You do so that. This is Iconoclast today. Yes. So right now, starting with um, the first episode, mm -hmm. that's when we started Iconoclast, episode one. It was phase one of what I am going to call six phases to get us to where we are today. Okay. Um, phase one was the first episode, the beta. We decided that we were going to do this and, um, you know, we just had this raw logo on the table, just a solid purple table, iconoclash on It was there. boring as fuck. Yeah. But we threw it together. It was our first episode. I literally, by the way, I literally made that logo like 
within 15 minutes like of doing I was like, oh shit, we're going to start the podcast. I need a logo. And I literally just whipped it up. Boom. And, and that's not, how this started. Not that it was anything crazy. It's just a font with a couple glows around it. Yeah. But, but that's how this started. Yes. And uh, it was just two old friends that got back together and decided we were going to start doing a podcast. And that's how this all started. We just got on there and talked some shit. Mm-hmm. And then after episode one, we moved into phase two. Phase two is going to last from episode two, clashing in the new year to episode 11 bad to the bone <laughs> and uh phase two is where we get a little fancier we come back uh, a week later and we've got you know a little little prettier graphic on the table um things have been organized a little bit more than they were at the, at the beginning um we're doing a little bit better utilization of our green screen table yeah and we start to find a groove by the end of um that phase two and by the time we get to episode 11 bad to the bone um, we, we're starting to find a groove, but we're not all the way there yet. And then we moved into phase three. And phase three is where we introduced uh, now what is primarily our main camera, the front cam. Um, before that, we were just using the top cam where you can see the table all the time, which we still like to use on occasion. But that's gone from our main camera to now we use the front cam as our main cam. Um, now we're up in your face. You're getting a little more interpersonal with us. <laughs> Um, and games in this region start to settle in as our main topic. Now, this is not a game podcast. This is a podcast about our wonderful personalities. But games settle in as our main common ground that we talk about at length the most. Um, 90% of the show. Yeah. So <laughs> now, phase three here, the front cam phase, is going to last only from episodes 12 to 15. So now we're going from don't watch, keep watching, which you should still not do. That was a bad movie. <laughs> to 15. Friends ends and ends. That's a lot of ends. Yeah. And nothing's wrong with that. But now we're going to move into phase four. And phase four is when we've got the backdrop green screen. And we're not utilizing it just yet. We're still working some kinks out. But from episode 16 to 19 so now we're moving from it's all cohesive to balls out beer pong this is where we really begin to find our stride in our show think so yes okay Um, and this is when i think we start to look a little more prepared yeah episode to episode than we have previously before i think it was like we're we're always kind of winging it but i think prior to that it was a lot more heavily leaning on the wing in it. Yeah. Whereas now we start to have some kind of preparedness going on. Um, so that's phase four. Then we move into phase five and five phase five starts on episode 20 and it lasts until episode 23. So we're going from a white trash Macklemore to we got some za, bruh. <laughs> and this is the episode where we start to get a little polished, or the, the the phase where we start to get a little polished. We start settling into our comfort zone. Yes. We have an idea of what we're doing now. Yes. I'm still working at it, but I think around this time is when I start really get better at what we're doing. Yeah, he's, sure. He's a little more polished than I am at, when, at the podcast thing. Yeah, when did we start doing like top fives? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure when was, we started doing that. That was around 25 or 26, I think. Um, but... Okay. Um, so basically, this is where we do the backdrop test bed. We stop just using the flat back, uh, green screen, mm-hmm. and we start actually projecting on it. Yes. And we're trying out some different uh, 
backgrounds or whatever. And when we get to episode 23, which is the last episode of phase five, that's when we settle on the pink and blue. We really, I really like that. Yeah. I pushed that hard, but I like that. <laughs> yeah. Now I we decided got, uh, I wanted to run with that. We uh, altered it a little bit for this new logo. Yeah. That's okay though. Looks cool though. Um, so that was phase five. And then we move into phase six. And phase six is from episode 24 to present. Oh, yeah. The sunglass, the sunglass episode was our, our final turning point here. Think so? Yeah, I think this is where things start to feel complete. We settle into the pink versus blue. <laughs> this is the current iteration of the show. And this is where things really become what you what you know and love as Iconoclash today. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so it's been a nice little evolution. I think if you go back into those different phases and watch an episode from each phase, you'll see the drastic differences. Yeah. I I put some thought into this and that's that's what I've come up with. Um moving forward, this being our last episode, I think these are the things that you can look forward to from season two. I think uh Okay. We've got basically our final light setup. Yes. I think uh we've got our final green screen setup. Yes. Um We've got new logos and colors now. Mm-hmm. We're moving on from the purple and orange into the pink and purple kind of phase. Yeah. Um, we've now got an animated backdrop, which is new. Yes. Our backdrop <laughs> is not flat anymore. Now it's moving, which is cool. Um, I think that I, I just a little softer on the eyes for me. Um, we're we're going to try to have our screen pop ups by next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um. We should be launching the full website. Didn't you say something about that? Yeah, I'll, um, I'm, I'm going to be, yes, working on that. Make it a little more uh, official. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. be doing that. Um, he's also going to be working on our full web store launch. Yes. So you can get some cool Iconoclash gear. With the new logo. Um, and old. You know, I'll make some old logo. We'll see if anybody buys anything. I'm hoping we can get a little bit better about a dedicated time slot. Um, more so... Less, less with our dedicated live show time slot and more just about like whenever you upload the episodes to YouTube or whatever, we have like a set time that they drop so that yeah. everybody knows when exactly they can find it. Like it'll sure. be, if we're filming on Tuesdays, we'll have them at Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Yeah. That's when, even if you upload it before, it'll always post it Wednesdays on 3 p.m. Okay, that way that you'll know when and where to get it. Absolutely. And it won't be so uh, subjective. I would like to at some point, and I don't know how quickly I'm going to be able to get this done, but I'm trying to get us a little brief theme song that I can make for us. That'd be dope. And I am also going to make the effort to give us a a full schedule for our Facebook's clips, things like that. Um, I think weekly I'm going to try to do a top five clip. Okay. I think weekly I'm going to try to do our rate the bars clip. Okay. And I may have some other things, but I'm going to try to get a consistent schedule. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. But hey, man, I mean, you know, it's working so far. Well, that's uh, I kind of clash where we came from, where we are now, and where we're headed. That's a nice little history, man. I like that you uh, spent the time and uh, put some thought into that. Yeah, I did a little bit. Thank you. I, I would agree with you, though, on uh, pretty much everything. Like, we, we definitely... We, fe- we found our little groove, and we're sticking in it, and I hope people are enjoying it. Um... Well, Let's, when we started this, that was the goal. Like, we had a plan. Yeah. The beta was to be exactly what the beta was. Yeah. We were going to try things. We are going to find our groove, all that, and then move forward. Mikey said, he's, there. Mikey said he's listened to the first... He listened to the first couple. He wasn't a huge fan at all. But then, 
but now he tunes in weekly. Something so, could, could be better, but the show's pretty dope. Okay. Thanks, Mikey. Well, Mikey. I want to know what could be better, though. I, I, I want to know what could be better, but if you say anything about me, go fuck yourself. Uh, Mikey, I would like to know what the turning point was for you around yeah. what episode you decided you started liking the show. So we can see where what phase that fell into. Yeah, I'd like to know that too. And if there's, I a, think if that'd we, be interesting. Uh, I know we've we've started some stuff and or said we were going to do stuff and never followed up. That's like the beta, uh, you know, we we we've still been trying to figure out exactly um, what to do with some of that stuff. Like for example, we started Survivor, and I haven't watched Survivor in a while. I haven't watched Survivor in a while. But there's been so much other shit happening. I mean, what the fuck, man? There's only but so I mean, much time in the day. That was the whole point of the beta, though. Was mm-hmm. we we're trying things, see what stuck, see what didn't, see what we liked, what we didn't. That was the whole point of this beta phase. And you know what? We'll still throw for us we'll, to find how we wanted to do things. We'll still throw some other shit out there, try some other stuff. No, we're not going to do that. We're never trying something new ever again. <laughs> it's done. Uh, it's set in stone. Man, you know, I've been sitting here trying to, while, you, while you've been talking, I've been trying to find like PS2 games. Yeah. I literally like, can't find five that I liked playing. Oh, you're tripping, bro. I got like a bunch of fucking... By the way, I kind of spilled the beans. We're supposed to do top five PS2 games, and I'm having a really hard time. I can't even... I'm trying to think of games I even owned on PS2, and I'm really having a hard time thinking of them. I've got a bunch. Two that I have. The two that I have are literally the only two I can... Well, I remember one other one. I'll put it on there, too, just even though I don't even remember it that much. (laughs) So I have a top three. Uh, It's going to be wonderful. Sorry, I, I honestly didn't play um, PlayStation that much. I was more at that point. I don't know. I th- I got my PS2 late, and I think I ended up getting my Xbox. Oh, I know. Yeah, I had I got my PS2 pretty late. I ended up not playing it too much. I actually traded it in for um, the Master Chief like green original Xbox. I had my PS2 for maybe six months. Oh. So sorry, I didn't think about that when I. I thought everybody in the world had a PS2. Yeah, I had one for a little while. But here, uh, just based on like other games that I've seen on here, I mean, I could, I could still participate. But you start with your number five favorite. No, I'm gonna do my my honorable mentions first. Oh, okay. Go ahead with your honorable mentions. Have you seen any on here that have piqued your interest? Well, there's some on here that are on my list. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, for my honorable mentions, the first one I'm going to start with is Resident Evil Dead Aim. Most people have forgotten this game entirely. Never heard of it. Um, it's not a main entry. It was kind of like a side game. Okay. Uh, it was basically a Resident Evil game. It was like almost in first person perspective. And except for you, it wasn't like a first person shooter. You just had a little cursor on the screen that you moved around with a joystick and you'd shoot things. Okay. Uh, almost like a rail shooter. I don't remember if it was exactly a rail shooter, but, um, it was not really highly regarded because it was kind of clunky and. Really, it's not a great game, but yeah. I loved it, and I played it over and over and over and over. I really like this game. Um, I just thought it was great. I, I would have liked to see that game kind of become more of a main entry as like a normal Resident Evil yeah. game as opposed to that weird quirky mechanic that they had. Uh, like the dead aim is focusing on the fact that you're shooting with a target rectacle. Okay. Almost like something that would have worked really well on the Wii, but it was before the Wii. Yeah. Um, but I really like that game. Um, oh, I do remember another one. That might have been for a regular PlayStation. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, another Resident Evil game that made my honorable mentions was Resident Evil Outbreak. It was Resident Evil's first foray into online multiplayer. Um, it was basically scenarios where you play these different characters in the zombie apocalypse and how you have to like escape or whatever. Okay. It was just cool and fun. Um, I, didn't, I played most of it offline with bots because I didn't play a whole lot. I didn't really play online okay. at that point in time. That was like before online was like a mainstream yeah. thing. Yeah, people really weren't playing shit online yeah. at that point. It was um, so calm. But the it was a game, really. It was a really cool game, though. Um, really liked it. What was it? 
uh, Resident Evil Outbreak. Oh, yeah. They had like two of them, Outbreak, like one and two. Okay. But I like those. Um, We have... I don't even have any honorable mentions. <laughs> honorable mentions, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Not the current Star Wars Battlefront yeah. 2, the version for the PlayStation 2. Okay. It was awesome. It was just super fucking fun. It was great. It was like a control capture points and defend points and it was like a shooter, like third person shooter. It was fucking sweet. It was really good. I think it was very popular at the time, so people from that played a lot of games in that era should be familiar with it. Okay. Um Another one that I'm going to give uh, uh, honorable mention to is Metal Gear Solid 2. I hear that one's great. Okay, so uh, the thing with Metal Gear Solid 2 is everybody fucking hates it. Um, I love it. It's my favorite Metal Gear Solid game. It was the first one I ever owned. Uh, most people hate it because of Raiden. It wasn't Snake. It was Raiden. Mm, okay. For the majority of the game. And um, I wasn't attached to Snake the way that everybody else was because I never played any other Metal Gear Solid yeah. game. That was the first one I ever played, and it was just fucking awesome. Okay. Um, I also know that people often more fondly remember Metal Gear Solid 3 on PlayStation 2. I've never played it, so hmm. yeah, no. I, don't, I don't share that sentiment. I'm not saying it's not a better game or whatever, but I never I never played it, so I never got to feel that way. I played Metal Gear Solid 2, and I loved it. Okay. I'm looking through a lot of these games, you know, trying to slap together a list, which I got five now, I, which one of them I'm not sure if it was PS2, but... Um, <laughs> but I, I wish I like. There's a lot of obviously good games like God of War, God of War Two. I mean, Max Payne and Silent Hills and shit like that that mm-hmm. I never played. Um, and you know, it's a, it's unfortunate because um, I know I would have liked a lot of them at the time. You know, right now to go back and play them is probably not the best idea. But, yeah, I mean, that's not really how that works. Um, um I, I I'll throw an honorable mention in there and just this. I'll throw this one as an honorable mention. Oh no, you know what? I, let me look. Just look this up real quick. Okay. See, if, see if this one was on PS2. While he's doing that, I'm gonna keep doing my honorable mentions. Okay, go ahead. I got Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I think a lot of people may be offended that that's on my honorable mentions and not my top five. Okay. I do think it's a phenomenal, a phenomenal game. I really love it, but it's my honorable mention. <laughs> I love San Andreas. Great fucking game. Yeah. I, I, which, by the way, I meant to say something about this earlier. Um, I posted on our Facebook page or whatever and our Instagram, mm-hmm. but I went to the. Uh, Goodwill store with my mom the other day. She had to pick something up and I went to help her. Okay. And they had a few PS2 games. They're two bucks a piece. And I found Grand Theft Auto San Andreas 2 or Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and Gran Turismo 3 A spec, both for two bucks a piece. And those are both games that I really, really loved. That's what's up. Hell yeah. PS2. Two bucks a piece. Dude, I love finding shit. Mind you, I have like San Andreas on my PS4. I have it on my 360. I have it on like other stuff. Um, I have it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I have San Andreas everywhere. But for two bucks to have the original? Yeah, that's what's up. And San Andreas was also the first game in my entire life that I went to the store like day of and bought first, like release okay. date. That was the first game. I was like 16. Oh, wow. Cool. And I like, I got in my car, like I was freshly had a car and I drove to the store and I bought San Andreas and that was the first game in my entire life I had to have day and date. <laughs> nice. I have one game on my list. And that, it was a great game for that too, by the way. I have one game on my list that I could say the same. Um, um, hold on. Let me, let me, I, I got a few more here. Oh yeah. I was going to say my, my honorable, I'll leave it as honorable mention. Cause this was actually a PlayStation one game, but I got towards the end of his life was point blank two. It's a gun you, you could actually shoot at with the screen, like okay. with the fake gun. Yeah. I love that. Uh, there was, I went through a phase where I loved that shit. I don't know why, but Did you ever played die hard trilogy on the PlayStation one. No, but 
My brother like that. did. That was fucking awesome. I love that we, fucking game. We rented, or we we got a PlayStation One for like Easter or some shit, like toward the end of its life, of course. Like my dad probably paid like forty dollars for it, and uh, we actually rented rented games. I rented a game called Tale of the Sun, and my brother rented Die Hard. Die Hard trilogy <laughs> was fucking great on the PS One. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that just reminded me. Of that. No, that's cool. All right, another honorable mention: Manhunt Two. Nobody else liked this game, um, mostly because. The ESRB fucked it, and they made them put like little uh, filters over top of all the kill scenes. So you yeah, couldn't see them because it was too graphic, which is horse shit. Fuck you. Did they ESRB. ever release like an unedited? You can version? buy it for PC, like, okay. on like Amazon, which I've always wanted to do and just never done that. Okay, um, but it's yeah, you, know, you spend like twenty bucks or whatever, and you get a PC version, and you can play it unedited. That's it's sweet, badass. But you can't buy it in any stores or anything because the ESRB gave it an adult only rating with it, hmm. and stores don't carry those. I got you. Um, you got a lot of honorable mentions. Yeah. I, I played a lot of PlayStation 2. <laughs> I see. Um, so Manhunt 2 was awesome. I also thought I had a great story, a little twist and everything. I just thought it was a really fun game, but I, you know, whatever. Um, my final honorable mention, which is also probably going to irk some people. <laughs> Resident Evil 4. Really, really fun, great game. Terrible Resident Evil game. <laughs> Terrible Resident Evil game. Great fucking game. Terrible is a Resident okay. Evil game. I got you. Extremely fun. I played it probably 30 times. I love that game. But I still a, replay it today. There's at least five PS2 games you like more than that. Yes. Hmm. All right. Well, go ahead and start with your number five. All right. My number five. I love this game. I actually recently got this on PlayStation 4 in the PS2 Classics. It's Dark Cloud. Okay. That I, game's fucking awesome. I never I've played, played it. it. I played it on my PlayStation 4. It's pretty fucking good still. Holds really? up pretty well. Great fucking game. Is that the one that you can actually like build your little town yes. and shit? Basically what happens is like uh you have to go into these dungeons, like towns have been destroyed, and you have to go into these dungeons and you get like weapons, and you have to keep upgrading your weapons before they break. And then um um, it's kind of like an RPG, like an action RPG, but you go in and you find all these little bubbles in the dungeons and each one of them has like a different piece to the town. So like some will have people in them, some will have buildings, like whatever you get all the little pieces. And then when you go into your town, it's like, like Sim City or something, you like place all your little pieces and build your town however you want. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. It looks really cool. I always wanted to play it. I never did. I have, like I said, I have it on the PS4. I've played it fairly recently. This game holds up very well. Really? This is a really fun it game. It looks still. very, like, graphically looks similar to, like, N64, like, Ocarina of Time, honestly. Dude, this is a very fun game still. It really is. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, there was a Dark Cloud 2, which is, like, a little more advanced. Um, it was cool. I liked it, but I, I don't think I ever completed that one. I never played it the same way I played the first one. The okay. first one holds a near and dear space in my heart. Okay. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, man. Really good game. All right. Uh, my number five is uh you know what? I'm gonna switch these two. Um my number five I'm gonna give to a game called The Summoner because um not familiar with it's literally the first game I bought when I bought my PS when I got my PS2. I went to Video Trader look for looking for games. I ended up getting the summoner because I was like I want an RPG. Um and that was like literally the the only one at the time that I could think of besides like Final Fantasy X or whatever the fuck. No, I don't even think Final Fantasy X was out when I got my PS2. Nevertheless, um, I honestly don't remember much about The Summoner. I remember kind of enjoying it, but I never finished it. That's all I can say. This, this is how my list is going to go. <laughs> this, here, let me look it up real quick just so I can remind myself. I remember it was kind of deep. Like it seemed like a, the graphic... Um, the graphically, it seemed pretty cool, but um, see, I really love 
RPGs. This doesn't look like it. But all my favorite ones are from the PlayStation era. Really? Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite ones was uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII. goes down as one of the best of all time. See, that's what everybody says. I've never played it in full. I've, like, tried it a few times, but I always try to try it. Wait till the remake comes out. Every time I've tried it, it's been, like, years after. Yeah. And so, like, it doesn't hold up. It does not. Wait for the remake, man. It's coming out Like, I totally understand. It's like you have that nostalgia for it. You can play that now. But, like... Yeah. That's like somebody trying to play Resident Evil 2 for the first time right now might be a little rough. Absolutely. I can like, see that. You have to have that nostalgia for it. Whereas the same thing with like Final Fantasy. Like I've tried and it's just, it doesn't really pull me in because I don't have that nostalgia for it. Well, yeah. I mean, the storyline is, is good enough that where the story will hold up, but graphically it, it's so clunky, clunky and shitty looking that I don't blame you for not revisiting it. But I, I don't I, mean I, to I, get off topic, but on PlayStation 1, there are two. RPGs that are two of my favorite RPGs of all time, and they are Lunar Two, never played, and um, Legend of Legia. And I would highly recommend those to anybody looking for like an RPG on the PlayStation era. They're really, really, really fucking good. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I never saying. played either of those. I never even heard of they're the fucking great. Other one. All right. Well, that's my the summoner. It looks like a pretty basic like third person RPG. You know, play yeah, it. It just looks terrible. <laughs> This does not look good at all. All right, go ahead. What's your number four? That looks so generic That's fine. And awful. Yeah. I'm not even going to sit here and defend your it. Your opinion's fucking garbage. I'm not even going to defend it because I don't remember it. I just kind of... That's literally one of the only games I own for my PS2. All right, so just moving forward, I want to say that um, the games that you're about to see me pick obviously are very preferential. Okay. These are not like what would be held as the best games. These of are course. my favorite games. Of course. Uh, but we're going to go to my number four, which is Need for Speed Underground 2. And that game was the fucking, it may still be the greatest racing game ever to me. Okay. I never played um, that one. I don't know that I played any of the Need for Speeds, to be honest. Well, the underground ones are the two best ones because they like got super all into like customizing your car and shit. And that part yeah. was super fun. You could do like all kinds of like stuff that you would never need in a racing game. Like, oh, I'm going to put spinners on it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But, like, it was just fun. Like, sure. I like that kind and of And it was fucking great. And this looks really good for a PlayStation 2 game, by the way. Yeah, that actually does look great. Like, fucking wow. <laughs> that looks great for PlayStation 2 era. <laughs> it really um, does. But, yeah, I just, this is my, probably my favorite racing game of all time. Okay. Yeah, I never played them. I really wish they'd come out with the Need for Speed Underground 3. Isn't aren't the newer Need for Speeds like pretty similar though? I mean, uh, I recently got one of the newer Need for Speeds on like a PlayStation Four sale for like five bucks, and it was like one of the last two. Yeah, and it was awful. Really, dude, it was like so online heavy that like mm. it was. I just couldn't fucking play it, bro. Um, one of the latest racing, and like you would think Need for Speed would be one of those things. It's like so straightforward for what it is that like. Mm -hmm. You should just be able to pick it up and enjoy it. Like, sure. I'm going to go race, unlock some shit, upgrade my car, keep doing it. Like, yeah, that's pretty it basic. It should be that straightforward, but it was not. It was fucking horrible. Like, just bro. keep making it. Just make it look better. Look, be Make it look better. Add some cool new unlockables and yeah. we'll be happy. You know, that's, that's all I wanted from <laughs> it. And it couldn't do that. Um, the, One of the last racing games I remember playing was, uh, I think it was Burnout Revenge. Did you ever play any of those? No, but I've heard they're really good. The Burnout games. The one I had, like, you, there was a mode on it where you literally just like, shot your car off a ramp and like the more damage you did the the better it's so like smack even when you were racing smashing into cars that gave you a bunch of points and shit it was pretty dope it was fun for that reason alone you ever play san francisco rush yeah that i love san francisco awesome. rush. that game was great fucking loved it okay so what's your number four all right my number four is another game i didn't finish but i owned for a certain amount of time and i liked which this might have been now that i think about it might have been on regular playstation <laughs> was parasite eve 2 on the regular playstation no idea 
Well, that's what I have. Parasite I know nothing about Parasite Eve. Let me see. I've got nothing to say on that subject. Yeah, I think it was PlayStation 1. Let me put PS2. Oh, that's says PS2. I, I don't know. It was backward compatible. Point is, it was that like a re- definitely PS2. It was like a Resident Evil ripoff game. That's very time. obviously Resident er, PS2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I played the first one and thought it was cool. So it's this, a Resident Evil ripoff. I mean, it looks like it. I'm about to fucking get these and play them now. They're they're. I mean, they were cool. I remember them both being pretty fun, but they weren't as scary. They were they're more like um, story driven. But they still I'm into it. This looks, looks like Resident Evil to me. Yeah, it's still kind of creepy. But yeah, it was like this came out around the same time as like Silent Hill and shit, you know, which was obviously another, just a knockoff. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I'm fucking sweet. I'm with it. Pretty cool. Though. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the gimmick. I can't remember the story. But yeah, this honestly that you could tell this me looks like something that I could pick up and play today because it's so much like Resident Evil. And even though I didn't play at the time, I could still enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, they, even the name is like a Resident Evil knockoff. Right. Parasite Eve. Yeah. Come on. But it, it was cool. Right now, I, honestly, I don't even remember the game that much. You could tell me, like, Kyle, I got a surprise. This game is not, that you're watching isn't even Parasite Eve. And I'd be like, oh, because <laughs> I don't remember it. Dude, this but, looks like something I would like. Play it, man. Try it I'm out. I'm into it. Try I'm it I'm going to go to a used game store and fucking get me a little old copy. Yeah, man, do it. I'm All into right. it. That's Parasite Eve. All right, go ahead. What's your uh, number? Just on that subject, I have a game on the Switch called Vaccine. And it's very intentionally, obviously, um, a ripoff of like old school Resident Evil. Okay. And it's just this thing where you like start in this mansion and every time you start it, it's like really shitty PS1 graphics on purpose. And you start in here and you have to like go find this vaccine because your buddy's infected and bring it back to him to cure him before the time runs out. Okay. And there's like quick matches and you just get fucked up like nine times out of 10 because it's like really hard, <laughs> but it's so much fun. Like okay. if you like that kind of stuff, like it's so fun for me to just pick up and play for a little bit. I really like it a lot. And it was like cheap. Vaccine? It was like four bucks or something. Yeah. It's like a trash game, but it's like really good at what it does. All right. Like for what it is, like if, if you like that, it's great. Oh, by um, the way, the comments on that are saying it's PS1. <laughs> so maybe it was PS1. There's no way that is PS1 with those graphics, bro. I don't know, man. I, I, I was thinking it was PS1, but... Those graphics are not PS1 graphics. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about this game, but I can tell you looking at that, the PS1 couldn't do that. I mean, I think that was... For what Have you worth, looked at PS1 games lately? They don't look like that. Bro. I mean, that's 1999, it said. Uh, this even says Parasite Eve 2 review, PS1. Well, but, then maybe they re-released it and that was gameplay from a different... Maybe. But... Okay, anywho. Look, see that? See, look at that Let's Play Parasite Eve 2 right there in the middle of the screen? That yeah. looks drastically worse. Yeah, it does. There has to be a re-release. Like, it has to be an HD version you were they looking may at or have. something. There's uh, no way that that was on PS1. Um. All right, what was your... What's your number three? Number three is one of my all-time favorite games. Okay. I have this also on my PS4. I've also bought this game like 30 times. It's Manhunt. Manhunt! You were just talking about that, weren't you? I was you? talking about Manhunt 2. Oh. This is Manhunt. This is one of my all-time favorite place, games. That's Manhunt 2 right there. They preyed on people, uh, made them disappear. My bad. Didn't know uh, why that did that. Manhunt is one of my all-time favorite games. The concept here is you're this guy on death row. You get put to, you get, you know, your lethal injection. And then you wake up and you're not dead. And you're told to put, like, the speaker tells you to put a little earpiece in. You put your mm. earpiece in, and this guy's talking to you. And basically, this guy makes snuff films, and he runs the city, and he's got cameras set up all over the city, and there's a, he's informed a bunch of, like, different gangs to come find and kill you. And he's in your ear, helping you 
super brutally cool fucking murder all, murder all these fucking people so that awesome. he can make snuff films and sell them. And it's made by Rockstar. It is made by Rockstar. This game came out. Um, it introduced like these mechanics here, which were later uh, implemented into San Andreas. Okay. Rockstar does a lot of other games where they use as test beds for things, and then they take things from those and put them in their Grand Theft Auto ah. games. So this was one of those games. But this is, is that how it does the kill scenes? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? How, no, like this is the first one. You could see the kill scenes in this one. The second one, they wash them out so you can't see them at all. Okay. It yeah. turns this like red green screen that That's covers annoying. it all up. Um, but this game was very controversial because it's just about brutally murdering people. <laughs> like, there's not even like any real motive other than like this guy wants to film snuff movies, and so you, you have to do it or you're gonna die. Okay. Um, it gets to the end. It has this crazy boss scene where, like, f I f for some reason nobody fucking understands. There's a pig, a guy in like a pig suit with a chainsaw. When you go to like, because. Long story short, you after you kill a bunch this. of these guys, yeah, I'm going to spoil the shit out of this, but it, it's it's fine. Um, after you kill a bunch of gangs, you go through a bunch of these different levels, he decides he's done with you, and he tries to set you up to die, and you escape, and then the cops are looking for you, and you escape all that, and then you go to his house to kill him. Okay. Starkweather, who's the guy that's masterminding all of this um when you get to his house then he has like all these like fucking super like agent dudes with like assault rifles and shit they're like super fucking hard they kill you immediately if they see you um you have to like get all around this and go through his mansion and once you get up to the top of his mansion you get into the attic and there's a guy in a pig suit and his name's pig c and he's got a chainsaw and he's like the big baddie of the game I don't know why. It's fucking horrifying. It's badass. Okay. Um, like, if that happened in the game now, it would probably bother me. But at the time, it didn't bother me, so it doesn't bother me now. I have that nostalgia for Pigsy. But after you kill Pigsy, then you go into Starkweather's room, and you see he's just a fat nerd on a computer, and you fucking oh, brutally murder him. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's a fucking awesome game. Yeah, that sounds this really is, cool. This is on PS4. You can get it for, like, I don't know fucking five bucks on sale and shit it's fucking one of my all-time favorite games all i right. love this game get this fucking game and play it sounds pretty cool i i don't know if you can tell i'm very passionate about I that i see that no i dig it um my number three is coincidentally grand theft auto 3 people keep texting me on this phone grand theft auto 3 is a great fucking game yeah i um i'll be honest i played vice city first and then went back to play Grand Theft Auto 3. I've watched my brother play it quite a bit, but I didn't really appreciate it until after I played Vice City, but I enjoyed it. Never, I never did finish it, but I enjoyed playing it. I think Grand I mean, Theft Auto 3 changed my life when I first saw that. I was like, what is this? I it, didn't know games could do this. Grand Theft, Yeah, exactly. Grand Theft Auto was important because Grand Theft Auto 3 in particular was important because it was the first real game of its kind that was truly open world. Like, well, I mean, there were truly open world games before. There were none that were like fully realized 3d yeah it was it, environment like there was none like that it was groundbreaking at the time like i mean like, so much so the that grand, the grand theft auto games and like the ps1 era they were like top down right like so they were kind of open world but they weren't like this this right. was the first thing in the world like this where you could actually like go do whatever you want you don't have to do the story at all if you don't want to you could literally just play and fuck around like that kind of shit really didn't exist i mean sure zelda's open world and 3d but i think shinmu kind of did this but it just didn't do it yeah like you're this. right uh yeah grand theft auto i mean you could literally get in a car i mean it was crazy I mean, shenmue was cool because you could just go into like any house you wanted and stuff and that was like crazy at the time yeah but like grand theft auto Took it to the next level. Yeah, it was like you can go do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like a, it was like a the first game that really treated the game as like a almost like a 
fucking play area, like a sandbox. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean this is almost really like Godfathery too. Like this, I think the yeah. story is very Godfather inspired. <laughs> Absolutely. Whereas uh, Vice City was very Scarface, Scarface inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great game. I mean, set the standard uh, so so much so that like. 20 different franchises spawned off of just trying to mimic what they've This is one of the greatest did. games like <laughs> like most influential games ever created. Absolutely. I mean it, it was it did for You could make an argument it's the most like like what, it's right there with like Mario, bro. Like, right. What Mario did for platforming, what GoldenEye did for first person shooters, Grand Theft Auto did for sandbox. Yeah. You know? I think you could you could make the argument. I don't know if I necessarily agree, so don't crucify me for this, but you could make the argument Grand Theft Auto's contribute Grand Theft Auto 3's contributions were kind of more important. Yeah. Yeah, I, there I is would, a legitimate argument to be made. I mean, because you could like watching this, there's games right now out today that are still trying to do what this game did. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. This game was fucking great. All right. What's your number uh three? Or you what's your number two? That Man, you already that did. My number three. Yeah. My number two is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> All right. This is far and away my favorite Grand Theft Auto game. I really, really, really like San Andreas a lot. Obviously, three was the monumental breakthrough. Um, the reason that I can't give three the nod is because I think Vice City and San Andreas were just better versions of the yeah, same game. So absolutely, sure. Like those just are gonna edge it out every time. They improved upon but, it. Um I think I think Vice City is Vice City is to open world sandbox games what Super Mario World is to platformers. Sure. I think Vice City is the one that really, really just polished everything up and gave you the best experience you could possibly have. Like, it's almost like Grand Theft Auto 3 was the beta for this game. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Vice City, the one thing that really sets Vice City apart, and it's funny because, like, I remember when I first saw Vice City was coming out, I remember thinking, like, the 80s aesthetic just did not appeal to me. Sure. I was like, I get it, like, but like, I just don't really like. That's not what I want. Yeah. Whereas, like, San Andreas was like, this is what I want. Yeah. Like '90s <laughs> gangster rap, like inspired. Like, I was like, oh yeah. But like, I remember. I, but the one thing that this game did that the other Grand Theft Autos didn't do as well, um, or he really even try to do. But um, after you kind of like get the Scarface Mansion and everything, it opens up this like it feels like that almost should be like the end of the game. Yeah. And it's like the first third or something. <laughs> then it opens up this mechanic where you could drive around the city and buy all the different businesses. And every business has its own uh, chain of like uh, quest line. Yeah. And like this shit was the fucking most amazing thing in the world to me. <laughs> like that whole like I can. All right. I'm going to go buy the printing press and I'm going to do all the print like and now I'm going to go buy the porn studio. And I'm gonna yeah. do, like that shit was just so fucking it was like fun to me. T bro. 20 games in one at that point. This was the <laughs> best fucking thing ever. Yeah, like, I, I agree, man. That game is amazing. This is the best Grand Theft Auto game ever. I think Tommy Versetti is along with CJ from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I think they're the best characters the games ever had. <laughs> um I, I think Tommy Versetti's probably the best. Like Tommy Versetti is just <laughs> like I don't even like Scarface that much, but I love playing Scarface. Oh yeah, look, you know speaking, what I'm saying. Speaking of which, this is yeah. the, when you when you first get the mansion, I think. But I mean, I never even liked that movie that much. But playing that movie yeah. is so fucking fun, I bro. Know. Like this is the best shit. It's incredible. I I have a deep seated passion for San Andreas or San Andreas for uh, well that too, but <laughs> Vice City. Um, every time I want to go back to an old Grand Theft Auto game. It, like it's always undeniably Vice City for me. Oh yeah, that game is amazing. 
I, I actually have that on Steam. I should revisit that. The Malibu Club. Like, that was the other thing, too. Well, like, I have it on my phone, too. I should get it on that. Play it yeah. on there. Um, oh, shit. The other thing I will say is Vice City, where one, one area that it really exceeded over San Andreas to me was San Andreas was much, much larger. Okay. Which is really cool, except for by the time I was done with Vice City, it was like Ocarina of Time or something. Like, I knew the city. Yeah. I knew if I wanted to get to the Malibu Club, I didn't have to use the map. Yep. I knew how to get there. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to get to the docks on the southern island, I knew how to get there. Like, if I wanted to get back to the lawyer's office, I knew how to get there. I learned the city to the point that I knew where I was going. Yeah. And, like, San Andreas was so big, you couldn't do that the same yeah. way. <laughs> um, I, never, I, I never even played San Andreas. I, I mean, San I'll, Andreas is fucking awesome. <laughs> but Vice City is the one. Also, like, Love Fist, the, like, hair band that they have. Like, the, the characters are just so good in this game. Like, everything was just so well done, bro. Yeah, it was definitely an improvement over three. Um, my number two is, uh, once again, uh, uh, remember, I didn't have very many PS2 games, was... James Bond 007 Agent Under Fire. Um, I went straight from having a 64 to like having a PS2. And obviously 007 was amazing. Um, Agent Under Fire was, I bought it with the like first game I bought that and Summoner, I think at the same time actually, because I wanted to ha revisit that. I'm like, fuck yeah, Bond, new Bond with better graphics at the time. Like that was amazing to me so right i told you the, the they had a sequel to goldeneye on the n64 yes it was a blue cartridge i don't remember what, yeah never, i never even played never enough or whatever yeah but i got that one because i love goldeneye so and it was not as good yeah i i, I don't know but. why i never played that one considering i as much as i loved goldeneye but that's the reason i got it yeah but for some reason i did get age under fire and i really enjoyed it and i had my friends over and we did multiplayer and it was a good old fucking time if I went back to play it, I'd probably think it was pretty shitty, to be quite honest. But yeah. I, I remember having a lot of fun with it when I when I got it. It was it seemed like a legitimately like an upgraded Goldeneye. Like it had, looks kind of like an upgraded Goldeneye. It here. had better graphics. You had like way more cool like gadgets and shit. You had like I remember you had like a hook shot that could like grapple you across the room and shit. It was really dope. I don't know. You could use it in multiplayer too. This definitely looks like upgraded Goldeneye. Yeah, it was really fun. Anyway. That's my number two. What's what's? Oh, let me get you, you a drum roll. All right, break out one. I don't even need to look at it. I know what it is. I already know what your number one is. Hold Would on. Would you like to take a guess before I say it, and then you can drum roll me? Yeah, take a guess. Uh, I'm gonna say it was uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Or did you already have that in your honorable mentions? It was in my honorable oh, mentions. My bad. Okay, then I don't know. Resident Evil Code Veronica X. Oh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Hey. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people don't really fondly remember Resident Evil Code Veronica, um, and a lot of people, first of all, they think of it as a Dreamcast game because that's what it originally was, and it was moved over to the PS2. That's when it got the X. Um, I, I think this is probably the hardest Resident Evil game of them all. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, you could make an argument for one, too, but I think oh, this is Oh, the graphics harder. on this shit are dope. I mean, yeah. this looks pretty good um, for being PS2. I think the story in this one is one of the best stories in any Resident Evil game. Um, I think... I think a lot of the characters are the best they've ever been, although Steve is a douchebag. That guy right there. <laughs> um, I, I think this is like such a monumental point for Resident Evil. I know that this was initially supposed to be uh, Resident Evil 3, I think. 
Mm, okay. But they pumped out another Resident Evil before it, so it ended up not being that. Um, but this, to me, there's a lot of things about this that make this arguably the best Resident Evil game. Okay. Now, I don't think it's the best Resident Evil game. I think Resident Evil 2 is the best Resident Evil game. But there are things that this does that you could make a really strong argument for. Um, I do think it was really highly slept on. I don't think nearly as many people played it. It didn't have a number. Uh, okay. So I, maybe people thought of it as like a side game. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this is this is a fucking great game to me. I know a lot of people will be upset that Resident Evil Four was on my honorable mentions. <laughs> and this is my number one because um, Resident Evil Four is seen as like one of the greatest games of all time. But as a Resident Evil game, which is my favorite part of Resident Evil games, <laughs> this is one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, I mean, graphically, it looks amazing. It looks like only improvements over, like, Resident Evil 2, essentially, you know? The story in this game is fucking wild. Yeah. Like, like this game is so old that I could very easily spoil this and nobody would give a shit. Right. I'm not even going to do that because it was that good to me. Because people need to enjoy it. Like, and I know that most people won't. Most people won't go back and play this if they didn't play it. But like, this was such a special thing for me that I don't even want to open the door for that to be spoiled. I feel you. Like, if somebody feels the urge to go play this, they should because this is one of the this is one of my all time favorites. I love this game. Good choice. Then I don't have anything to say about. It. I did watch Sean play a lot of it when I spent the night at his house, like for like a whole weekend. But that's my only experience with that game. I really do think this is the hardest Resident Evil game, I think. <laughs> like, this one, like, I'll, I'll go back and play it now. And, like, this one's hard to the point that, like, I'll get halfway through it and not realize until it's too late that I've used too much stuff up. Mm. And now I'm just stuck <laughs> and I have to start over. Like, this one, uh, this one can be difficult. Yeah. I feel it. But you. it's, man, it's good. Yeah, it looks fun. This huh? is a gem. Like I said, and this, I think, has definitely one of the best stories in all of the Resident Evil games. Okay. Check that shit out. My number one is... Wait, hold on. Let me get my... Let me, let me get a little... Uh, and the Oscar goes to... Where is it at? And the Oscar goes to... Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we agreed that that's the best one. Yeah, we already talked about it. I'll be honest. I never really played San Andreas. Uh, I watched. That's another one I watched Derek play a little bit of, but I never played. Never got into it. But, oh, San Andreas is right there with it. Yeah. It's right there with it. Like I said, there's just a few little things sure. that edge Vice City out. Like, because I think San Andreas has a lot of things in its favor over yeah. Vice City, like it being 90s gangster rap. Sure. Like, that's my favorite aesthetic. You yeah. Know what I'm like, I love that. But like, like I said, the the buying all the businesses and that mission structure yeah. I think was really cool. I think the Scarface thing was really cool. And I also think uh, the city being smaller made it, it was a feel good, more intimate. Yeah, it was a good size. Like it was big enough to be like all, all inspiring, but not so big. It was like tedious if you had to go to the other side of it. Right. You know, I, for what it's worth, for me, it might be more mostly nostalgia because it was my first Grand Theft Auto game, and I it was probably the game I played the most on the PS2, and I did buy it the day it came out. I actually had no intention of buying it. Um, I worked at Chick-fil-A at the time. I was like 16 years old, and uh, my boss was like, we were working late that night or like to like nine or 10 or whatever. He's like, oh, Grand Theft Auto comes out tonight. I, I'm going to go. Uh, I pre-ordered it. I'm going to go get it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go pre-order it too. And I went and pre-ordered it the day it came out. Went pre-ordered it and picked it up that night. 
Yeah. So you're, the first game you ever bought at launch was Vice City? I honestly believe it was, yeah. Because The first game I ever bought at launch was San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That is. Um, yeah, because I, I, I mean, I didn't have a job. I worked at McDonald's before, but I don't think I, I don't ever remember buying any games at launch other than that game. I had never even thought about buying a game at launch. Like, I just went to the store and saw it was there and picked one. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, same. And then when, when, because I had played Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. So, like, San Andreas was the first one I anticipated. Yeah. Like, oh, this is coming out. What day is it coming out? Ooh, like, and I just, like I said, I had just turned 16. So, like, I had just got a car. Yeah. And it was like, that was like the first opportunity I had. I had money, I had a job, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Working at Arby's. I was like, I can go to the store and buy this the day it comes out. And that was a thing for me. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Nice coincidence there. Yeah. yeah, that's my, I mean, sorry, my list was uh, not very yeah, great. Sucked, or whatever, but I did, but well, I mean, it was worth it for me because I got to learn about Parasite Eve and now I want to play that. Yeah. <laughs> Try it yeah. out, man. I want to do that. I hope you like it. Hmm. But, yeah. all right. Got anything else on your list, man? You want to start wrapping up? We're out two yeah, hours. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a pretty lengthy episode and I think I still have a bunch of stuff on my list, but we can, it's not all necessary, I don't think. Okay. Let me see here. Let me see if there's any other absolutely integral shit. I don't have anything on mine. Nah, none of this. I mean, my closing thing, we'll go with this, is just our last topic. But did you see Donald Trump and LeBron James? I heard a little bit about it. What happened there? He said he made some tweet. Talk, he said uh, something about LeBron sat down with the dumbest man in television and still made him look smart or something like that. No. Um, That's LeBron what I saw. James, basically, LeBron James did like the most charitable fucking thing ever. This last week, and he spent a fuckload of money. I mean, I don't even—I don't even want to take a guess at how much money it was because it was a fuckload of money. Um, and he opened this school in Akron for underprivileged kids. Okay. And basically, the school is going to have all these like kids in it, and they're all their school supplies are going to be paid for. They all get bikes. They all get um, like all the stuff. If they complete school, they get free tuition. Oh wow! Cool. Um, they have a job program for the kids' parents if they if they need help finding good jobs. Like, really extremely expensive charitable fucking stuff because the city's just not doing it for him and he wanted these kids to have a fucking chance in life. Okay, sounds um, awesome. Really fucking awesome, right? And so uh, LeBron James did an interview with Don Lemon from CNN. Yeah. Um, to talk about, like, the school that he opened. LeBron James talking about how, like, this is the greatest achievement of his life. It's like, he's done all these things, but, like, this is something where you can impact communities from and change people's lives. And yeah. it's fucking awesome. And um, at one point, Don Lemon is asking, because it's CNN, he's asking him, like, political questions. And LeBron's political. And he asked him something about the president. If you were sitting across from the president, what would you say to him? LeBron said, I wouldn't sit across from that president. <laughs> he said, he said, I'll sit across from Barack Obama. I'm not sitting across from him. Damn. Um, and so Donald Trump decided he was going to get on Twitter and say that uh, Don Lemon did an interview with LeBron James and somehow made LeBron James look smart, which is really impossible to do. Yeah. And um, Don Lemon's terrible and LeBron James is terrible, and which is fucking ridiculous. This dude just like spent all of this money out of his own pocket to fix something that the government should be providing. Yeah. And Donald Trump decided to use that as an opportunity to take a shot at him. Yeah. What a fucking which, dickhead. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking outrageous, but if he would have just said, you know what, regardless of our political opinions or whatever, I think it's really nice what he did for those kids in Akron. He would have looked like a great guy. Yeah. But instead, he tried to call LeBron James stupid and like he went, all the, the, like, he went the low road. That's fucking ridiculous. And then Melania Trump came out and basically undermined 
Donald Trump. She said, I think it's great what LeBron's doing and I would like to go visit his school. Wow. And this is also amidst Donald Trump uh, talking about how the press is the enemy and all that. And then Ivanka came out and she said, no, the press is not the enemy of the people. Ivanka or Melania? Ivanka. So his daughter and his wife have both like gone against him this week. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So I thought that was pretty awesome. I just wanted to. That is awesome. I mean, LeBron, you're the man. LeBron James. That's my guy. (laughs) All right, man. Well, that was fun. Nice uh, finale to our season one. Season one. We're shutting it down. So next week, you know, I hope you guys enjoy the cool new graphics. Let us know what you think. If you think it's boring or dumb or whatever. Not that I'm going to change it, but I just like knowing your opinion. I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> I think it's the tits. I think out. it's big old fat titties. Be on the lookout for all kinds of new things. And um, keep tuning in. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Iconoclash.net. Edsensbaby.com. Keezy.com. TheUnknownPod.com. That's all my... That's all my shits, man. <laughs> no, anything else? Oh, yeah, we got something else. I'm just going to let you wallow in the silence. Allow instant buttons to access. No, I don't know. Okay. All right, peace out. Bye.